not adjust your podcast feeds and know you didn't download the wrong episode, this is SoxCast episode 22, because we're just gonna do it out of order like that. It's fun that way. Spontaneous. Our next episode will probably be like 63.7. Who knows? But hey, the, what, what's important though is this is our big E3 podcast thing, where we're gonna talk about this E3 trade show thing that's going on, or by the time you've listened to this, has already gone on. Whatever. Uh, I'm your host, Polly, and I am the beast I worship. And to my immediate virtual right, even he could beat Reggie's ass at a game of Smash. It's Rhett. Hi. Hey, Rhett. How's it going? I like video games. You like video games? They're all the video games this week. Yeah. I, it's, it's like news pouring all out of your ears. Yeah. It's like, finally, a news episode. It's like we're actually a real live video game podcast now because we're doing an e3 episode <laughs> because everybody is yeah 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 well, like we had to get on the bandwagon and i thought <laughs> and i thought that you know doing game of the year stuff at the end of the year just wasn't quite enough so now we're gonna like do double duty this week and we're gonna do like an e3 episode and then we're gonna do our normal episode god we're gonna be podcasted out by the time we're finished with that yeah it's pretty much we had to split it because all these announcements. Oh my god. Yeah, there's no way Ooh. we there's there's no Ooh. way we could like there's no way I'm committing to a 5-hour podcast. I did an 8-hour <laughs> podcast and I don't ever want to do it again. So yeah, F that in the <laughs> b-hole. Um and to my immediate virtual left, a recent scientific study confirmed that his blood is actually morphine. It's John Thayer. Hi. How's John Thayer today? Doing pretty well. I discovered that you can make a milkshake and mix it with Kahlua. Yes. It's really good. It really is. Oh, my God. There's a name for it, but I don't remember what the name is. Okay. Because my mom told me about white Russians, which are that, but, like, it's just cream, Mm -hmm. Kahlua, and vodka, And it's really good. I want to try that. That sounds really good. It really is. You'll love it. Get so they should just mix all alcohol with ice cream. It makes so much sense. It would all taste better, I think. Mm-hmm. Just give me some chocolate ice cream rum. Mm. I bet they have that, actually. I know that they've mm. got, like, Fruit Loop-flavored vodka. Yeah. Well, I never heard of... Does wine go with any... Go, get mixed with anything like that? No. no okay. No, no, no. I, didn't, I didn't think so. I'd never heard of it, and wine tastes fine on its own. Yeah, so wine I, is good on its own. You go about mixing that with other things. You're asking for your tummy to be like... No, don't do that. That's terrible. It's a uh-huh. terrible idea. Yeah. So you write talk- tastes like the Kahlua tastes like some kind of extract anyway that gets mixed that you want to mix like a milkshake or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. good. You you will love a white Russian, I guarantee it. Cool. Can't wait to try that out. Cool. Are you ready to talk about E three John Thayer? Yes. Alright. Well I figure we would go ahead and get things kicked off. Um since Nintendo was the one that kicked the sort of the festivities off, though not really uh, an advertised part of E3. Um, they held their Nintendo World Championships uh, early Sunday evening. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch that? I did. It was. Well, I fan- did not. It was fantastic. <laughs> you missed out. You, like, like, I went into that thing thinking, this is going to be some hot garbage. It's going to be such a mess. Uh, and I ended up actually pretty entertained and pleased by the end of it, and it really just made me more and more excited for the fact that you know I've, I'm, I'm getting a Wii U uh, very soon. So uh, it really just like did a lot to you know pump me up about the future of my gaming endeavors. Uh, what do you think of it, Rhett? 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think they did a really good job having it be kind of obviously an advertisement for current and upcoming games. Like they had the Splatoon match, they introduced a uh, Blast Ball, but then like, yeah, I know, but that was cool having something debut on it. Nobody expected that, obviously. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers Three. <laughs> I was really hoping that they would end on that, but the way that they ended it was, was so, so much better. Much better. Uh, they brought out Mario Maker. Uh, and like, uh, I guess some of the, um, the testing people, the Q and a people, like they made like three of these really just intensely difficult levels that do a really, <laughs> that do a really good job of showing off what you can do with that thing. And like, we'll get into it here in a bit. Uh, but super Mario maker is just, I, I want it now. It's like, I like, I, I absolutely cannot wait for September 11th. That's a weird, really, <laughs> that's thing. a great release day. <laughs> It's a, great it's a lot better day. than, like, a Call of Duty game coming out on September 11th. That would be awkward! <laughs> hmm. But yeah, Super Mario Maker has had an incredible, like, ch- turnaround from when they first showed it, where it's kind of like, yeah, that looks cute, but it seems kind of limited, and now it's like, you can do anything! Yeah, it's 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 so crazy, the stuff that, like, you saw people yeah. doing with those levels, and just, I like... I feel like I saw the Wii Fit trainer riding down on a dragon <laughs> and leaping onto a pole. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't like, surprise it, me. One of the things they announced is like if you tap any amiibo to the controller, like small Mario will turn into that character. Oh, that's fantastic! God, what well, a just, just yeah, yeah, what a lovely. I, I think like my only real problem with the Nintendo World Championships is that they sort of advertised it as this big, like, you know, nationwide competition, competition yeah. thing. But it was like more all the all the competitors I saw were just invited. Yeah. Like, that was just kind of the. It's like, you know, like, people like uh, Trihex, Aaron Hansen, Cosmo Wright. It's like, you know, that's kind of shitty to kind of get people's hopes up for something like that. And then it's just like, oh, no, we just basically handpicked this, like, from this small list of really popular people. Um, which, I mean, it does good for your advertising, I suppose, but uh, I, I mean, that's really the only thing that I felt that really kind of brought it down. Yeah, it did give you somebody to root for, at least, though, because you knew these people. But, yeah, it was deceitful, I guess. Yeah, but but overall, like, that whole, like, thing was just a barrel of fun that I went into thinking that it was just going to be this throwaway kind of crapola event, but... Um, it had a, a like the like the hosts were really good. Um, they were hmm. good at keeping up with the games and sort of explaining them. Um, you can't forget Miniweed, of course. The, <laughs> yeah. the most excited uh, announcer of the evening, I would say. He uh, was, was uh, more knowledgeable than the actual host. Yeah, and more knowledgeable than the actual host. This little <laughs> little eight year old kid. Um, oh, oh he, yeah, Miniweed. I yeah, Miniweed. That. He was brought on to. Uh, commentate on Splatoon and like he, he knew quite a lot about the game other than the people that were hosting which was pretty funny yeah the one thing that bugged me in the event was uh they didn't do a great job advertising virtual console stuff because people kept messing with the controls and hitting the home screen oh yeah yeah <laughs> that was really bad that was really awkward a lot of really weird pauses and not trying to or like not knowing how the controls are set up that was yeah. really weird it's like they're playing Super Metroid and they're like doing the escape sequence and then they come to an enemy and nobody knows the shoot button. Like, uh oh. Like, it was just weird. Yeah. Oh man, all those people were so bad at Super Metroid, though. <laughs> it was so bad. It's like, I, 
Why are you wall jumping? You have space jump. There had to be something with the controls and just being nervous because I think the guy who won it like does do that game. I think so. And he like was making really weird, awkward mistakes. Mm. But it was a fun event, and Super Mario Maker just completely killed it at the end there. Yeah, it's just like it, it went on to show just like how deep that that game has come in a year. Because like you said last year, it was just like this very basic. 1-1 one, one Mario World kind of yeah. thing. They're like, your levels could only be like, I guess, four or so screens long. And there wasn't a lot of room for creativity, but like with, yeah. what, with what we're going to talk about here in a bit, though, they really stepped that thing up into something that's going to be straight up amazing to play with. Yeah. I think from now on, that should be like the lot, like a, included in every Nintendo system. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just put it on the 3DS, put it on the NX, like, put it on everything forever. I would love Mario Maker to come to 3DS. Oh, that would be so neat. That would make me very happy. I oh. bet it does. It probably oh. will. It probably I mean Hyrule Warriors is coming to 3DS too, so Yay. So I'm I'm assuming at some point Mario Maker will have to make the trip because I mean it's got the touch screen and the editor yeah. will work just fine. Cool. So um <laughs> Uh, enough gushing over Nintendo. We will have plenty of time to do that in just uh, in just a bit. But uh, after the Nintendo thing, uh, Bethesda. Time for, some, time for some guns. Time for some actual video and games. Stabbing I mean, people. Yeah, some actual goddamn video games. Um, Bethesda had their big Sunday night blowout, which, I mean, I guess the crowning jewel um, of their entire presentation was the big announcement for Fallout 4, which was basically already announced anyway, but they did a lot of yeah. showing that off. And as, as, as a fan of the Fallout series, um, or at least the, the, more, the latter-day um, releases, Rhett, what did you uh, think of the old Fallout 4 and what they showed of it? I don't fully know what that game is because it seems like they're sticking like everything in the kitchen sink into it in a weird way where like that whole base defense stuff where you're like building up a town. It's like, is this rust now or like day Z? Like, yeah, there's an element of survivalism that seems to be in there that yeah. was not really in uh fallout no. 3 or New I Vegas. Think, like some of the house building stuff was in Skyrim, like in one of the DLCs, but like seeing that applied to fallout four and then, seemingly built way up where you're like making an enti- crafting an entire city and having like villagers come live there and having like trading routes between your towns like this is weird this got it's like a whole separate game in there yeah it's it's like like i have no idea like what that game's going to be at this yeah. point just because of like how scattershot they were with what they were showing yeah cuz they went from that to like showing off the combat and like oh the combat still looks kind of janky. Yeah, still, you know, you got your vats and well They have it does seem like they changed that though where you can't just spam it the entire time like you build up towards doing vats instead of having a meter that drains as you use it. Yeah. Which is a very good change I think. Yeah, it but should like, keep things a little more active. Yeah, but the problem with Fallout 3 and New Vegas, the combat, was that stuff would just, like, run at you in a beeline, and you'd walk backwards from them, and everything was really twitchy and hard to actually hit. And that kind of looks basically... Kind of looks Kind of looks the same, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, so they go for that base building stuff to the combat stuff, and then he's, like, he's riding around in a helicopter and, like, shooting stuff on the ground, and then there's another clip where he's, like, shooting helicopters out of the sky, like, it was a weird game, and then... 
they like spoiled the whole intro where you're in Mott present day kind of well, – or not present day, but like before the bombs dropped. Yeah. Time. That's it's, I just want wonder what that game is going to end up being. It's it's and, and it's surprisingly it's actually making it out at the end of the year. Yeah, because they've been so quiet on that for so long. Like yeah. it has been like four years since Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So it's not that surprising. And they confirm that you'll have a voice protagonist this time. Yep. Which makes me wonder if the quests are going to be super simple now. It's getting like, and it says, I guess that like it recognizes like a thousand popular names. Uh, yeah. So that they'll be able to like refer to you by a name, but you gotta have like wonder like how that's all gonna get stitched together and like how awkward and weird that's gonna be. And like you said, like how, how complex can the quests actually yeah. get? So that name thing, I kind of missed that on the stream. Was that just for the intro or for like the entire game? I think it's the entire game. Oh man, that's interesting. Yeah, but I think that like. Uh, like in order for them to do that, I think it can only be like your robot companion dude can probably be the one to say all of this oh, because it's because right. it is sincerely doubtful that every voice actor and actress that they got like yeah. would read the, all of those names over and over again. So I'm pretty sure it's just your little robot butler guy. Um, yeah, that that makes sense because he was the one character in both the pre and post apocalypse mm-hmm. thing. And then they announced that mobile game. Fallout Shelter, which is just like they were talking some real smack about uh, the, onla- yeah. the about the free to play model, and it's going to be up to them to like put up or shut up, uh, like because this is a free game as well, and you like just I guess you build a vault. Yeah. And- so there's a thread on NeoGaf today. Apparently, Fallout Shelter is already like number four on the top earners chart on wow. Apple. Wow. So I'm not sure if that game is actually as unexploitative as they've made it sound in the press conference. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like they were talking a little bit too much shade for it to be true. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure that, like, everything works on an energy timer, or there's timers for everything. Well, hey, you can, you know, speed up this building for, you know, <laughs> 50 extra cents. Come on. Could have sworn that's exactly what they said they weren't doing, but I don't know about the game, because I haven't played it, obviously. Right. I haven't either. It's not out on Android yet. I will give it a look um, when it makes they did- it. They did say it is coming to Android. It's not an exclusive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that thing looks really weird. And yeah, if I if I had a phone, I'd check it out. It seems cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like I said, I'm definitely going to give it a check. I'm definitely going to check it out when uh, uh, it hits Android devices. Um, and then um, the the one announcement that I was super hyped for uh, in the Bethesda portion of the show was um, the big Doom reveal. Doom. I am a big Doom fan. Doom. Doom. Doom 3 was the first game on my site to ever get a perfect score uh, when we used a scoring system. Huh. Uh, and I just love me the hell out of Doom 3, and this looks like a very logical extension of that game. Um, it's got the kind of fast-paced combat you want in a sort of like a modern day spin on an old school type shooter. Um, it's it's what you expect Doom to be. It's just like, oh, here's some corridors, here's enemies, here's hell, here's a... Here's- yeah, I really appreciate it. It's sort of the minimal approach that trailer had. There's not a lot of HUD and it heads-up display and it looks like you're just kind of it just running around and experiencing this level and 
all this viscera and combat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's obviously it's very really nice, very bloody and violent, um, as you would probably want your doom experience to be uh i was not super impressed with the monster designs i've seen so far um they feel weirdly tame uh compared to like doom 3 if i Uh, thought that looked cool should i um definitely go check out doom 3 absolutely okay cool doom 3 is really really good Uh, it's a fantastic game is it pretty minimal with the story stuff like i know there are audio logs and stuff there are audio logs and there are moments of story but most of the time you're kind of just creeping around in the dark shooting dudes and it's cool and that sounds really nice the expansion resurrection of evil is pretty cool too uh they added a cute little gravity kind of beam thing and a few extra weapons and stuff but i I think that uh, both doom 3 and the expansion are just cool. super tight experiences and um back when it came out you needed a killer rig to run the damn thing neat um but m- any modern system should be able to run it just fine i wouldn't get the bfg edition i would just get uh, old school doom 3 yeah that's the one i have cool yeah, i've only i've only played the original doom and i love that game to pieces and obviously at th- obviously at this has to be a different beast because yeah. like because that the original doom is is uh, just by necessity a really abstract game and um, just very very different from what you can do now in a normal kind of engine like that in a modern day engine. You and run ninety. You run ninety miles per hour in it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when they say the new Doom is fast. It's like, well, not that fast, but yeah. Like when they like, I remember um, like in the pre-show they were talking it up a lot. They was just like, oh man, this this game's so fast. And then like when they load it up and start playing, they're just creeping around. It's like, guys, yeah. come on, guys, guys. Mm-hmm. And it, it started like, to get fast by the end, but then they kind of cut away. And see, it's like, Doom three, you saw the potential. That. Doom three kind of has that too. Where um, throughout the game, you've got a stamina meter to govern how long you can run. Uh, but when you get to hell, that's unlimited. So you can run full stop anywhere you want to go. So, like, by the end of Doom 3... It sort of builds up to being Doom. Yeah, it, it, cool. builds up to, it builds up to that. But I still think that Doom 3 is a pretty fast game. Uh, it, def- mm-hmm. it definitely in comparison to most modern-day shooters. Neat. I'll definitely check that one out then. You should. Because I, I saw this and I was like, this is like this is obviously different from Doom, but this is some, kind of a vision that's really appealing to me. It's like just kind of embracing the viscera, the <laughs> the chainsaw and all that. Yeah, it's 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 like yeah, you know, I can understand some disappointment with it, I, I, but you know, like I said, like the monster designs just seemed really mm-hmm. really tame to me, but. Other than that, it looks like the kind of Doom game that I want, especially since I liked those id Tech 3 games like Doom 3. I liked Quake 4. Um, so, did, did, you see, did you see that image where somebody colorized the Doom footage? No, I didn't. Oh. It's like they took an image of hell and said, like, this is what it looks like. This is what it should look like. And oh. they made it all, like, red and gray, and, like, the Kaku demons were red. And yeah. Stuff. So <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't even realize that those that were what they were in the footage because everything was so brown and gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I think the color palette could definitely use, you know, a bit more color, but, mm-hmm. but, but that's not going to be the thing that I'm going to sit around on the sidelines yeah. bitching about. I'm going to probably mm-hmm. play that game and I'm probably going to have a blast because mm-hmm. I like that kind of game. Yeah. But I think that might kind of feed into why the monster designs are 
boring because they kind of all blend together literally. Yeah, they, they don't the they same don't, color. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. pop out uh, in a way from the backgrounds in the way that they do in Doom Three, or the, even in the way they do in the original Doom. You know, where they like the color palettes are varied between enemies and stuff, and they're very yeah. they're very decipherable from uh, the backgrounds and the like. Yeah, I can't think of a whole lot of like indulgent violent shooters that are just like super bullshit free, where yeah. they really just let you run around and enjoy tearing apart demons. <laughs> I think that Shadow Warrior almost got to that point, but that game just gets really boring. Ah, uh, gotcha. well, it's it's really one note. It's like the first third of the game is the game. Yeah, they don't really do much to switch it up, and like the gun combat isn't really mm-hmm. satisfying. I have Bullet Storm. I kind of want to play that to see. That yes. game's really it does good. That, that cool. game's re- that game has reckless abandon in terms <laughs> of like if if you want your game big and stupid, loud yeah. and just violent. That's the yeah. game. And plus, I've even seen some clips of like cutscenes in that game, and the writing seems really funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's like so. Fuck it, just do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's somebody going back and forth like you're a penis or something. <laughs> I'm it's not like, a penis. You're a penis. I'll chop off your dick, and then he that, yells, that was it. and then he yells I'll back. I'll chop off your dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, Bullet Storm is basically the game Duke Nukem Forever wishes it was. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like you even have a boot to kick stuff in. Yeah, it. cool. And it's way more satisfying. You kick dudes, and then they go they go flying away from you in slow motion, and then you mm-hmm. can set up really awesome combos. You get con- you get bonus points for shooting dudes in the ass and the dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible to make, like, a really fun, violent, indulging game without being hateful about it, like Duke Nukem Forever was. Yeah. And that's kind of what Doom looks like, and that's kind of what Bullets... I hope that's what I want to play Bulletstorm for. Yeah, you will love Bulletstorm. If that's what you're looking for, Cool, you're going to love Bulletstorm. Cool. So we move on from the Doom and into <laughs> a game that I know Rhett is probably yes. very excited about. Yes. Dishonored 2. Tell us about Dishonored 2, because I have little to no experience with the first Dishonored. Um, it's on my to-playlist, but I just have not gotten around to it. So um, what's the story here, Rhett? Uh, there's not really much to say so far, because all they showed was like the CG trailer for the game. But you clearly play as... They said there's two protagonists this time. One is the f- guy from the first game, or the other, the new protagonist, is... Uh, the girl, the little girl from the first game. You can Neat. wait, wait, wait. You can have playable females in video games. I know, huh? And Isn't it, too and expensive. You're an assassin. Whoa! It's crazy. Shouldn't she like be locked up in a castle somewhere? Well, well that's kind of what she did in the first game. Yeah, <laughs> but, but she, she was, was like, a little girl too. Yeah, she was like ten in that one. So this is like way later. Ten-year-old like, girl assassin. I would be on board with that <laughs> prequel. Prequel, yeah, she's Mid- eight. Midpool the- between Dishonored one and two. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they've said that the two characters will have like totally different move sets. Oh, that's so, really cool. The, the first Dishonored, I played through three times because it's a, it's a short game, but like there's a lot of different ways to play it. So now hearing that there's going to be two characters who play differently, it's like, okay, so I'll do a good playthrough on both of them and an evil playthrough. It's like, okay, I'm looking at like four playthroughs at least already. So the one thing like I could make out from the trailer was that instead of the blink ability, which is kind of a teleport that Corvo has, Emily's main thing seems to be like this whip kind of move to like grapple onto things from far away. So she's kind of bionic commando-y. Oh, you're, you're mm. speaking my language. <laughs> 
And then, like, at the end of the trailer, like, almost looks like she turned into, like, Manus from Dark Souls, where, like, these shadowy limbs started popping up and, like, grabbed the guy. Oh, whoa. (laughs) So, like, she might have a little demon inside. Yeah. I like this. A little bit like um, The Darkness. Ooh, those games were good. Yeah. Cool. That's a good comparison as well. Those games were good. Um, The Darkness was also voiced by Mike Patton. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. Mr. Also Bionic Commando guy. Yes, he was also Bionic Commando guy. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm glad that's not just a one and done kind of game. Cool, cool. I'll have to I'll have to keep a lookout on Steam sales, see if the first one uh, goes on sale. I think you might have just missed it actually. Ah, uh, they'll do a repeat at some point. That's yeah. how these that's how these sales go. There's always like an encore at the end, so Yeah. Cool. Anything else about Dishonor 2? Mm, nope. All right, so that wrapped, that basically wrapped up the Sunday before things actually got kicked off on Monday, and we start, of course, with uh, the guys who've always got to go first, uh, Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> they, al- they always go first, and it never seems to work out that well for them. It never really does, because I came away, like, overall from their conference just kind of thinking, eh. But they, yep. did, they, did, they did have a teaser for Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Whew. Which, yeah, there was... I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, like, I like Dark Souls, don't get me wrong. And I know that Miyazaki is supposedly helming this one. I just, I don't know how that works when Bloodborne just came out. And Dark Souls 2 is only a year old. Yeah, it's just, it seems like maybe... Are they actually annualizing these games at this point? Yes, yeah. like, straight up. Ooh. Dark Souls 2 was, like, April last year. Bloodborne Ooh. was, like, March this year. And they're saying, like, early 2016 from Dark Souls 3. Ooh. So it's just, like, I mean, maybe in a year I'll be ready for more Dark Souls, but, like, I just, I wasn't really as excited to hearing about it as I was kind of hoping I would be. Yeah. And like so I said, the Miyazaki thing kind of seems maybe they're just kind of playing lip service at this point. Yeah. And it's making it harder for me to pretend that it's just Demon Souls, Dark Souls and and Bloodborne because that's like yeah. a re- that's like a trilogy. And then there's like, oh, there's a trilogy in the middle of the trilogy and it's all just confusing well, that, now. It worked for Assassin's Creed where you had three Assassin's Creed 2s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there were some screenshots. <laughs> yeah. I no, see it was the opposite in that, where the Assassin's Creed 2 trilogy was better than Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, but, that's true. But I'm, I'm diverging a bit. Anyways, <laughs> so there were some screenshots of Dark Souls 3 that leaked a little bit before. Yeah. And I thought they looked okay. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer they showed at the Microsoft conference kind of t- sucked all the energy out of it for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know why. It's just like when I saw this, I was just so nonplussed by it. Well, for me, it was specifically... There's a lot of imagery from Dark Souls 2 in it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is actually Dark Souls 2 too. Yeah. Is how I'm kind of thinking about it. Where they specifically show like one of the crowns from the DLC and yeah. then one of the one of the giants like rising up out of a grave. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh It's pretty funny how I can go from like this is actually one of my new favorite games ever, and then Dark Souls 3 is announced and it's just like, ah, eh. <laughs> And you haven't even played two. I haven't even played two, but every Probably. people just talk about two, and it's just sucks all the energy out of any desire to play it. And I, the only I would, people, 
the only people that like Dark Souls 2, in my experience, or, like, really like it, are the people who hate Dark Souls 1. Yeah, that's <laughs> usually, um, that's usually, like, what I've noticed as well, is that the people, you know, like, I, I don't it's know. Like, like, I already know you guys are wrong, so why do I care <laughs> if you like this game? <laughs> uh, so what else I mean- from... I want that game to be good, obviously. Well, but, yeah, yeah. I, I want I want a good Dark Souls game to play. It's just I don't know. Maybe this will be a good game for those Dark Souls two people. Maybe the people that really like Dark Souls two a lot more than and connect with it and don't connect with one will have a good game to play with Dark Souls three. Yeah, maybe they'll it's, finally get a good game. It's just the rate they are cranking these out is they're off the rails Concerning. now. Like what is happening? Because they also said Bloodborne DLC earlier. Yeah. So w- is Miyazaki not on that now? Is that going to be crap? <laughs> uh. It's just so <sighs> maddening, especially like when you consider like when did Dark Souls three enter production? Like, cause, yeah, because I like had it- heard <laughs> I had heard that a year before Dark Souls two was finished, Dark Souls three was already in production. Ooh, what? <laughs> That's what I heard. That's. Crazy video yeah. games. It's basically the only way it makes sense, though, for these to be coming out so close that they have three teams now working on them. Mm-hmm. Great, we've got a C team to worry about. Oh, great! <laughs> oh. Miyazaki comes in, and goes, "Oh God, this is bullshit. I have to fix this." <laughs> Salvages it with as much duct tape as he can. <laughs> I mean, I was reading some stuff about Dark Souls Two. That's practically what it sounds like happened there. Yeah. Oh. Or like they made the zones, and they were like, "No, this game is bad," and they like rearrange them so that's why the world is so uncohesive (laughs) we still have we still have dark souls and bloodborne (laughs) we can still we can still fall back on those yeah and kingsfield (laughs) there's three of those or four actually so boom if you want to go down that rabbit hole there you um, go so anything else blow up your skirt from uh microsoft yeah, fucking Cuphead. Cuphead. I like. I like this game in theory, but the uh, more I, the more I hear about it, it's just like, uh, it's, it's, think, it's a game that feels totally based on its presentation and is basically going to lack uh, a lot of substance. I think. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it'll be fine. But yeah, the whole Mega Man Contra boss part of it. Like, I hope they know what they're doing there. It's basically like uh-huh. there are no stages. It's just a series of boss fights. Um, yeah, from uh-huh. what I've heard from people, I that feel like it. of the three of us, especially with Reet, that's kind of we kind of know our shit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we want them to do that part well. Yeah, it would be nice if they have like a hard mode for people who know what they're doing. Yeah, because <laughs> from the footage I've always seen, like it's like yeah, this is really pretty, but these bosses are attacking like once per every ten seconds or something. Yeah, like, it just it like. It definitely feels like you know, like a Zelda, like a Zelda Woodmaker boss. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate. That's an appropriate comparison. That's kind of like my touchstone for like that. That kind of blood. Blood. Man, it looks good. Yeah, it's an amazing cool. looking game. I mean, everything's hand drawn. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But I think that's basically the only thing it's ever going to be known for, unless they really like. Unless those bosses can serve up something really great, I think you're going to end up with something like Titan Souls, where, like, uh, you know, at first it seems like a really cool concept, and then it's just like, oh, it's just these one and done bosses, and yeah, that's kind of it. There's no real, yeah. there's nothing to really attach yourself to. 
in terms of like a world or you know gameplay mechanics that are used yeah. in a lot of various ways. It's just here's mm-hmm. some boss fights. So be excited for Cuphead Two, where they add stages and mechanics. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that game had like full stages and it was like a real Mega Man game, it could be absolutely amazing. Yeah, with that style, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Inafune so, is speaking on. of Mega Man. <laughs> speaking of Mega Man, Inafune is uh, developing an Xbox One exclusive title called Recore, um, which didn't really see much but like a CG trailer. But you kind of get the gist of what it's going for: is that you have this sort of core that you carry around with you, and you can stuff into other machines um, and make them come alive and fight for you and stuff. It seems like a really cool concept overall. It's, so oh it's basically- damn. It's Skyrez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. This means that there might be an Xbox One title, exclusive title, that I am interested in. Well, I mean, that's if, you know, Microsoft actually gets behind it. You know, that if it or, actually turns out good. If, if it actually turns out good and Microsoft gets behind it and actually promotes it, you know, mm-hmm. like they've had a spectacular time of failure, uh, you know, failing to do that, you know, with like uh, D4 failed spectacularly because Microsoft, like, they paid to have it made, and they were just like, eh, we're not going to promote it. I mean, Weird. If, if it's like every other Xbox One exclusive, it's going to come to PC a year later. Yeah. Oh, that is a possibility. Okay. Because, like, D4 just hit PC, uh, Rise is on PC, Dead yeah. Rising 3 is on PC. Oh, wow. Still, still waiting on um, uh, Sunset Overdrive, but that one might stay exclusive. So it might stay I, exclusive, but I'm not too worried because I didn't really like what I saw of that game anyway. Yeah. I hope Recore comes to PC. Yeah, that was, it, it definitely, like, there's not really a lot known about it right now. Than sort of like the basic concept of you're this chick and you've got this orb that you carry around and bring things to life with it. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. A lot of, a lot of female protagonists in trailers definitely. this, this there time. Were a lot of female protagonists, mm. a lot of, uh, you know, there mm. were some... Uh, there was definitely a lot of uh, representation for people of color in terms of presenters and characters and stuff. So it's definitely been a pretty progressive year, at least from that aspect. Yeah. Now that we've gotten off of our social justice warrior <laughs> soapbox. Whoop. Um, Whoop. Rare's still alive and kicking. They, they've got like some weird pirate MMO thing they're doing, I guess. <laughs> That looked so weird. I don't even know how to begin to describe it. It's just pirate MMO is the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but they are also got the Rare Replay, which is 30 titles on one disc. Neat. Kind of uh, like that Sega Genesis collection. It kind of goes back to like stuff like RC Pro-Am 2, Battletoads Arcade. Um, fucking, it's going to have uh, Blast Core, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark... Um, just like all of these games that Rare is known for, they're all basically yeah. going to be on this one big collection. It's just like, yeah, if I'm envious of an Xbox One user, it's just because they've got they're going to have Rare titles from the 1990s that I love. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> sad when this might be the best exclusive. Yeah, and it's a bunch of old titles. But, but like for me, having never played a lot of those games, like. Jet Force Gemini and mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, like, oh, this is some serious value in this thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Like, even if they price that at 60 bucks at $2 a game, it's worth it. Yeah. I, cool. So, is there any, like, legal stuff when it comes to, like, emulating NES Nintendo platforms? That's what I was curious about, because... Cause I mean, I, they've done it before, because, like, Banjo-Kazooie was on 360, like, mm-hmm. ported. Yeah. 
but it is weird seeing such a huge collection and being most of it being Nintendo platforms. Yeah, they're mostly based on Nintendo hardware, especially like the NES stuff and the N64 stuff. It's like weird. I I don't know like like if they would have to like clear that somehow or it's just that's just really weird area. I would love to know the story behind that. Yeah. For sure. Imagine if like GoldenEye was an unlockable. Oh god. <laughs> Goldeneye's not that good, y'all. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wait, wait. I want to play it okay. at some point because it looks like weird early 3D stuff and like weird environments, and that could be cool. Let, let me redo that then. What if Goldeneye with a fixed frame rate wasn't unlockable? Okay, that could work, yeah. Because <laughs> that game runs at like 10 frames a second. Yeah, they, did, they, they remade uh, the original Perfect Dark uh, on XBLA. Oh, really? Yeah. They did, they did like, a, an HD version of that, which it seemed to turn out pretty good. I mean, the most the most I saw people whining about is just for the fact that they didn't, like, you know, make it an entirely new game or something. But it seemed pretty all uh-huh. right to me. Yeah. Oh, and that collection includes the Battletoads arcade game. Mm-hmm. Which cool. is, like, the first time it's ever been released. Yeah, that uh, thing's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Battletoads arcade game is really crazy violent and... Really, oh yeah, that's really cool. weird. It's just like I remember. I remember playing that. It was just like this is nothing like the Battletoads I played on my Nintendo. Well, it's weird because like the Battletoads thing kind of was that like they could morph into other shapes and like yeah. make their ham- hands into like maces and stuff and like crush enemies. Mm-hmm. But the NES game ended up being really known for just how wacky the levels were. Like they had two gimmicks. Yeah, and then the arcade game goes just pure beat 'em up. Yeah, and it utilizes a lot of that um, morphing stuff a lot more. Yeah. So are the like the Double Dragon spinoffs? The, they probably don't own the rights to those, or they didn't even make them. I'm not even sure because it's it's only the original NES game and the arcade game on this collection. Yeah. I don't think like like I think they would probably have to get Double Dragon, which that recently just got picked up by Arc System Works. Uh, Which I have to imagine what the hell they're going to do with a a Double Dragon game, given that, you know, they're really good at creating, you know, brawler slash fighting game engines. It's like, what are they going to do with, like, River City Ransom and and Double Dragon? I mean, if they give that game the hardcore treatment. It could be really, really good. That could be cool. Hopefully it's better than Double Dragon Neon, which basically only got points because (laughs) it was cheesy and had, you know, a lot of good comedy and style, but... Not Nobody really, really seemed to care for that one that it's much. It's not really a super good game. The way forward stamp Another of mediocrity. Way, the way forward stamp of mediocrity. <laughs> uh, so was there anything else that Microsoft showed off that was of note? I know you guys are super excited and can't I'm wait super. to talk. I'm yeah, super. You can't wait to talk about Halo 5 Guardian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John, Actually, John they, passed out. He was so excited. <laughs> that, that thing they showed with Minecraft with the HoloLens was fucking nuts. Yeah, the HoloLens stuff and like hearing what they were talking about, like when they were being like shown around an office and it had like all of these waypoints in the room and stuff, and how they got briefed by like a hologram, um, yeah, <laughs> on a standing on a table. I mean, that's kind of that that stuff's kind of cool, but like, what's the practicality of it? Like, how's that ever going to be used in a game scenario? I have no idea, but there's a part in the. Cre- in the press conference where they put a HoloLens on a camera mm-hmm. and then, and then point at a table and say, build this Minecraft world. And this Minecraft world pops up out of the table. And it's like, what the hell? 
and like they're standing there spinning their hands on it and it's rotating they're like manipulating it yes yeah, that like, is really cool stuff that was crazy that, is that was amazing. like seeing the future sort of marvelly yeah that's like amazing technology like i don't know how that kind of technology will ever be applied to games but i definitely want to see more research and more work done in that kind of development because that that stuff's super cool yeah it's cool that they're just messing around with that really mm-hmm with Minecraft of all things. Pretty soon everybody can have their own hologram Tupac. <laughs> cool. Anything else from the Microsoft press conference stand out to you? Mm, not really. Not really. So we move on to Electronic Arts was up next. And the first thing that stood out to me um, about Electronic Arts was the fact that they had two very interesting titles that are sort of like really smaller kind of indie things. Uh, and you don't really associate that with them much anymore because they kind of gave up on that EA Partners thing, but it looks like it might be experiencing a bit of a resurgence because um, uh, two the two really cool games uh, were uh, Beyond Eyes, which is uh, you play as uh, a blind girl, and you have to use your other senses to sort of fill out the rest of the world around you um, as you wander around and stuff. And it really plays with those expectations about, like, you know, she can only relate, like, objects in the world to things that she already knows. So, like, she might hear one thing and associate it with, like, a cat or something, but in actuality, it's just, like, a faucet or something. You know, just because of, like, hmm. you know, she goes, like, by here, and there's, you know, and, 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 like, I guess the world is entirely white when you start out, and as you wander around and start, like sensing the things around you it starts filling in with either the right or the wrong objects and it just seems like this really cool um surreal kind of experience that um i think is just a really cool way to not only you know represent a specific disability but it makes for just a really cool and refreshing kind of uh game design yeah it looks interesting Mm -hmm. and unravel which is the, which is basically the goddamn cutest thing ever. You play a little yarn. Is it a cat or a bunny? I think it's a cat. Yeah, you get, and, and like, God bless the guy who presented it yeah. because he is so in love with this project and he is the happiest man in the world and I want to give him all the <laughs> hugs because he is, he is Isabel in human form. Oh, jeez. Literally, you want to just hug him and protect him and tell him everything is going to be okay while he plays with his little yarn cat. You want him to be in the game. You want him to be in the game, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's such a really cool idea. It's just like, you know, you're made of yarn and, you know, you, you use your yarn to, like, solve various puzzle platforming challenges. And it's, like, it's easy to look at it and cynically be like, oh, it's just another indie stylized platformer, I guess. Um, but it's, it's got so much charm and so much heart behind it. You like, like just watching video or looking at screenshots and you can just see like how much love is in the project. And it's just like, I I want that day one. It will be coming to PC, uh, from what I've read, but it will be console, uh, exclusive for a bit on, uh, Xbox one. So do you die at the end? I hope not. Nobody, wa- <laughs> nobody wants anything. Like it's like it's like Kirby's Epic Yarn. You don't want anything to die. You just want him to turn into yeah. a little puffball and just unravel a little bit. Because the thing, <laughs> the thing about this game is that, like, as you move, this red string kind of trails behind you. Yeah, and you're unraveling. Yeah, the name of the game uh-huh. is Unravel. So it's uh-huh. like you can predict the ending 
or a ending pretty easily from all that, like where you just yeah. go whoop and run out. It's <laughs> like, a downer and all. It's but. like it's like you know that it's probably headed that direction, but yeah. it will still be super sad. We were actually happens. primarily inspired by Dead Rising and Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter <laughs> for our yarn <laughs> yarn game. Every step you take, you are slowly killing yourself. If your yarn meter hitches a hundred percent, you die. You have to start the game over. Oh god! But yes, that is that. The, those two games, like I am so on board for both of those games, especially uh, especially Beyond Eyes. I think that's that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. An eye out for. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, and of course, the 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 big announcement that like I think most of us took away from Electronic Arts was Pele, because we were all <laughs> super excited for Pele to be there and talk for twenty minutes about <laughs> soccer. Man, yeah. you could you could just hear it. when they announced at the first of their show that they had a sports legend. You could hear the collective sigh in that entire auditorium, just like nobody gave a shit. <laughs> it's like sports games have just become this thing that we just kind of push off to the side and don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, like, and I know that there are people that enjoy them and whatever, but it's just like... When but they're not watching E3. No, they're not. So, but, um, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. What do you hey. make of that? I'm actually really worried about it being open world. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a weird fit. Mm-hmm. It's an open world game. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they said, and I'm hoping it almost means more like open world, kind of like Dark Souls is, where it's got tight level design and then it kind of loops around on itself. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a hub and it leads yeah. into yeah. tight levels. That's another way it could go. Because the way the first game was just straight levels, like very guided and focused. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having an open world game like is I like, feel like you really need to do that to make the first person platforming stuff be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one that was sitting there the whole time during that, like, presentation thinking, oh, she's going to pull out an AK-47 at some point, isn't she? <laughs> but then she didn't, right? She didn't. Thank God. They, no they guns. Seem, they're saying no guns. I was, yeah. just, I was just waiting for them to throw in actual gunplay. Just, you know. Just to be like, fuck you. Have her, like, give the middle finger to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and there's guns in it, because fuck you. <laughs> I don't know, though. Like, the guns in Mirror's Edge were really bad. Yeah, but, but they were but that they, way for a reason. But, yeah, they were bad because, on purpose, they just felt, like, really bad. And coming from DICE, who does Battlefield, like, they can do guns if they want to. Absolutely. And, and, and like, and that that's not Faith's forte, you know, that's not her forte, you know? So it's like, yeah, she's gonna suck with a gun. But I just think people who are, like, think that guns are automatically what's wrong are kind of missing the mark because... Yeah. There are other speedrunning games like Cloud Built that have guns and aren't the problem in that game. Lovely mm-hmm. Planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another good example. Speedrunning game. Yeah. A gun. But yeah. I hope that Mirror's Edge game is good. I really want to play Mirror's yeah. Edge again. Or a little play Mirror's Edge. I actually reinstalled it while that press conference was on. Like, fuck it, I gotta do this. <laughs> it's It's such a good game and, like, I love that that world's design it's and so just, pretty it's how like, stylized it is and when you compare it to like the games that were coming out at the time of that game's release yeah all those gray dystopias were pretty boring yeah. at that point yeah whereas this is like this sleek shiny over corporate 
saturated Apple store. Yeah, it's an Apple yeah. store. Yeah, that game looks incredible on PC. Mm. I can't I can't wait to see it again. Absolutely gorgeous. The other funny thing in that trailer was that this like the big bad evil CEO of the game looks exactly like the actual EA CEO. Yeah. That's it's really like, cool. So this game is like, <laughs> fight the man. By the way, we are the man. You gotta wonder if there was some kind of like, yeah, we're we're putting this guy in here for a very specific reason. Yeah, it's a cry for help, just yeah. like those Assassin's Creed real world stuff. Yeah. Where you actually work for Ubisoft. Yeah, it's like an actual cry for help. Oh man, I'd love to kill that guy. Let's put him in the game. Sub, but, but, but. <laughs> but other than Mirror's Edge and Unravel and Beyond Eyes, I didn't really come away from EA with like expecting pretty much anything else. Star Wars. Eh. Eh. I watched the first three Star Wars movies again with Anna, and those movies are really good. Well, You're now not you wrong. play them in video game form with other people because it's a multiplayer shooter. And Yay. Oh, that feels like that sounds just like Star Wars. Yeah. This Star Wars is just basically all lightsabers and guns all the time, yeah? Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's what... I mean, if you watch the first movie, that's like... Every frame is basically... (laughs) It's so dense. Every frame is... (laughs) (laughs) Make sure every frame has a lightsaber. Somehow. Special, special, special edition. (laughs) Just digitally added lightsabers in every scene. And just like... And all the the character dialogue has been replaced with, like, lightsaber whoosh sounds. (laughs) (laughs) so moving on our good pals ubisoft with maybe actually the most shocking reveal of the whole thing Mm -hmm. which which one the first one on our list here Uh, i absolutely did not see this coming yes um a follow-up to south park the stick of truth is south park the fractured but whole Something tells me that they're going for some kind of wordplay with that title, but I can't quite put my finger on it. I can't. Yeah. Qu- I can't quite put my finger up it. I think it's got something to do with the Avengers, but I'm not sure. It's something like I keep thinking Fantastic Four for some reason. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, a new South a, a new South Park game uh, along the same lines as The Stick of Truth is coming yeah. out, and I'm pretty excited because I think that. Um, that game kind of left a lot of the bullshit from the show at the door uh, and just concentrated on creating this very funny, um, just very enjoyable little RPG experience that is kind of mm. like the Paper Mario games. And yeah, this is, but yeah, like the Paper Mario games, except for that one scene where you go up a man's asshole and fight a gerbil. Or, you know, give, <laughs> give a man an abortion. Yeah. But besides that. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> They're pretty similar. So that game was like a whole send-up of like fantasy tropes and RPGs and stuff. So this time they're doing superheroes, yeah. which is great. It's going to be really cool. Because somebody needs to take them down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that I think that that's, you know, like, that, like Matt and Trey were on stage and they actually seemed pretty excited to get back into it, even though they swore they'd yeah. never do another that, game. Yeah, that's what's so weird. It's like, they were like, we made the South Park game we wanted, but we're fucking done because of the whole, like, THQ stuff. And then, oh, they're making another one. Weird. Yeah, I was like, that first one took, what, three or four years to finally come out? It seemed like it wasn't going to come out when THQ died. Like, yeah. they were 
banking so much on that, and then they just went bankrupt, and then Ubisoft got it. And then, yeah, that game got delayed, like, three or four times, it seemed like. But it turned out really good, and I've got pretty high hopes for this new one. Yeah. So do you know who is developing this one? Because it's not Obsidian. No, who is it? I, I don't know who it is, but people are saying it's not Obsidian this time. Huh. Well, but, I mean, it's Ubisoft, so, like, they've got 237,000 studios. Any yeah. any number, any 20 of them will be working on it at once. Yeah. But, like, that game is the writing, and... So yeah. Really ma- and that's Trey and Matt, not Obsidian, really. Yeah. I do hope that, you know, like, they kind of, like, straighten out a bit of the kind of the gamey stuff that didn't quite work or was just, like, you know, too easy or a little too simple. Yeah. That's all they got to do to please me is just have, you know, a pretty decent story and, you know, smooth out some of the rougher edges of the gameplay and make it a little more challenging, and I'll be happy with it. Yeah, because now that they know what the game should be, like, they just got to make new content for it, which is hopefully easier this time. Definitely. I think that it'll definitely have a much quicker turnaround time given, you know, that, like I said, Ubisoft has 293,000 studios, <laughs> so. So, you know, like the, you know, so like the 79,000 studios that aren't <laughs> working on Assassin's Creed will be able to work on this. They should just put an Assassin's Creed joke in the game. <laughs> oh, they probably will. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> oh my What's god. Su- Can't wait for that game to have control towers. Oh. LB <laughs> South Park 3. Yeah. <laughs> where they they go from superheroes to just making fun of Ubisoft games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and then th- then things got crazier. <laughs> there was another interesting trailer that came out of nowhere. Just like what? But it it sort of has that same kind of vibe that Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon does and this is Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max. And I just don't even know what to make of this trailer. It's just like it's like 30 seconds of complete nonsense and then a game title and that's it. But then it pulls so like you see something kind of running like a horse and then you see something riding the horse and then it pulls out and it's a cat riding the ho- the unicorn the cat has a gun he goes boom, boom, shoots the gun twice and then the horse rears up and three rainbows appear behind it <laughs> and at that moment i go oh it's peggle 3 yeah <laughs> and i go, i'm like wait that's not ubisoft and then it, and then it says trials fusion i'm going what the fuck that's a driving game yeah. <laughs> so I apparently just- Instead of a motorcycle, you play as a cat riding a unicorn this time. And I just... I'm all on board with this! What the hell? I'm all on board with this. I, I really wish they'd shown gameplay, because yeah. we gotta know what the hell that is. I just... I, I don't even know. Like, it's just... Even with what you're presented, it's like, how do you make a game out of that? Uh, it's a geolocation thing. There's four locations on the world where you have to <laughs> dig in a hole. And in, the year, and in the year 2113, you'll be able to actually understand what this game is. It's actually Frog Fractions 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, think th- I think those guys might be a little kooky. Just a bit. Just a bit. They're like, up, oh, se- secrets out, release the Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been sitting on that trailer since Trials Fusion came out. They were like, 
Should that be what's in the box? Nah, let's just put it out now. Yeah. We'll find, we've, we've got quite a few years to figure out what we want to put in the box. Our children's children will know what to do. <laughs> so then um, you wrote down the division. I only wrote this down because this is a game we've seen like two or three E3s so far. And like it's one of the games that ended with oh the zoom out of like, oh, it's online. They almost made it through an entire Ubisoft contra- <laughs> conference. Without zooming out to reveal it's multiplayer. Yeah. And then that's what they ended the show on. Because they they, they know. (laughs) Yeah. They know. They know. They know. Or maybe they don't know. Maybe they're just unself aware. Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. He's Gillamont. He seems like he seems like such a a naive little happy man. But I put, I put this on here for the end of the trailer where you have these two teams that are working together and then one of the teams is just like, fuck it, let's kill these guys and take all their shit. And then they do and two of them get knocked on and then one guy's like, I'm going to leave the party and take all their shit. I'm just like, oh god, it's griefing the game. Yeah, yeah, you can, like, like, you can turn on your teammates at the drop of a dime. It made for an interesting trailer, but it's like realizing that every game in the... Like every match in the game will actually play out that way. It's like, oh man, way to make me never want to touch this. Yeah, it's like good. You're giving you're giving this ability to this group of people. Good job. The friendship ruiner. The game. Yeah. Final Fantasy Eleven Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so that about wraps up Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I know I've just constantly bounced back and forth with how I say it. <laughs> They showed a lot of games that all looked very similar. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you expect. There was that one at the end where it's like, is this Far Cry? Is this Far Cry? It looks like Far Cry. Oh, it's not Far Cry. Weird. That's not Far Cry, huh? Here's this, here's this really beautiful game that we're working on. It's so great. And it's like, oh, well, it's just another one of those kind of games. Okay. It's multiplayer, and it's drugs, and it's shooting guys, and it zooms out. Oh, it's a whole world of stuff. And yeah. I don't even remember what it was. A Tom Clancy game, or I think so. It was like Tom Clancy Rainbow Recon Mission. Isn't I don't that know. like that's like three games in that series that they had there? Then yeah, because I think the Division is one as well. Yep, uh, <laughs> I've like played one of those games ever. I liked Rainbow so, Six for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so Sony. Oh wow, the greater. Sony. I can start talking now. Sony, as we like to refer to them, the grantor of all dreams, I guess, at this point. <laughs> These guys basically came out like, you know, like they may not have what I would call the best of show, but if you look at it just on paper, it looks like the most amazing presentation ever. It looks like the things people write down as fake jokes. Yeah. Yeah. They basically <laughs> took one of those and, like, Let's take cr- one of these and turn it into the real thing. All it was missing was Half-Life 3. Yeah, like, I would not have been surprised if Gabe Newell would have just waddled out on stage at the end. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been great. <laughs> so, where do we start? So, like, the Even, night before... Well, wait. Uh, like, Sunday night, uh, like, after the Nintendo, n- bleh, the Nintendo and Bethesda stuff... Like, some well-known news site just randomly posts a story. Hey, by the way, there's going to be a Final Fantasy remake at Sony tomorrow. <laughs> like, so out of the blue, at like 5 a.m., I'm just like, 
the fuck is this? What? <laughs> and then, like, a few hours later, like, another site, like, seemed to independently confirm it as well. It's like, it was like Ars Technica, I think, or like yeah. Venture Beat. Yeah. It was like sites you hmm. know of. You and, like, kind not... of, you, 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 they have a good reputation. Yeah. Sites that would know better than to post bullshit. And it's just like, what? And then there had also been rumors about uh, Mark Cerny is like working on The Last Guardian yeah. to help finish it up. And I don't even know if that's true. And then NeoGAF started screaming about Shenmue 3 right before the conference. And they started making these banners from Game of, uh, Game of Thrones with yeah. like, the logos for all three of these series on there. And I'm just like, this ain't going to happen. It's like, you, <laughs> you guys, guys are, are crazy. full of it. There's no way. And then Sony comes out and boom. The Last Guardian. Yeah. It's like, that's actually happening. Eco 2. Eco, like, like, I can't say that it's really done much for me. Like, I mean, I get why... I think the saddest thing about this is how kind of tepid that demo yeah. really was. Yeah, the demo reel mm-hmm. was not... It didn't inspire feelings of, I really need to get on this. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of that obligatory thing where it's like, yes, this is a follow-up to two, to at least one really, really, really great game. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I need to I care about it, but it's not really anything beyond that. It's more just like, okay, it's real. Like, it, this was the year they had to pl- show it or just be like, it's canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like Eco with the dog thing. Yeah, yeah. Ten bucks says the dog dies at the end. <laughs> or the boy dies. Ooh, there's a way to switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eco. Neither of them die at the end of Eco. No. Yeah, it's actually really nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's just like bosses. Having so recently actually played Eco for the first time, just that trailer where he's like shouting at the thing and his made up language, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go through that again, really. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, over here, over here. Yeah. Even though dog thing seems more helpful than Yorda. Eco's not very fun. No, it's not. No. Where the podcast is going to burn in hell. But I because, am. Yeah. I'm glad that's a thing. Yeah, mm. I'm glad that it's a thing and that it's actually going to see the light of day one of these days. Yeah. I really got to wonder, though, if they did bring <laughs> Mark Cerny on to help finish it out. Though. I would love to know if that's true. And there's this weird ending where Nack shows up and has a fist fight with the dog thing. <laughs> and then they're all just rolling in, around giant marbles, and it's just weird. Craziness! It's actually a racing game now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they... Continuing to grant all the wishes... Of the internet. Oh, yeah. Another big one decides to just roll its big fat fanny out and is proven to be true is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Cool. And again, like, I sort of found myself not being surprised in in sort of the same way I was with, like, hey, The Last Guardian's coming out and, like, hey, it's just like we've heard about this for so many years now that it's just like, even if it is a big thing that it's being announced, it's just like, okay, cool. I completely disagree. I truly believe this wasn't going to ever happen, at least not now, because they have continually been like, no, we're not doing it. And then after the December thing, where they were like, Final Fantasy's coming to PS4. Oh my god. After that shit, like, 
And apparently they have been working on this for at least a year. Yeah. So, like, that was a total smoke and mirrors bullshit. Like, they have been playing us for a long time, apparently. That's, that's some Kojima-level shit there. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to mention is right before they showed the 7 remake, they also had World of Final Fantasy 7. Oh, not, yeah. Not not 7, but World, World of Final, of Final Fantasy. Fantasy. What's that about? I didn't look up anything about that. It's some, like, super cute CRPG, but it was so funny just having them come out and talk about Final Fantasy and Square, and then you're like, oh, is this going to be the remake? And then <laughs> this art style comes on, it's like... The crowd went positively nuts when he was just like, and I, I know you guys are looking forward to Final Fantasy on PS4, huh? <laughs> like, the crowd goes nuts, and then there's this chibi little art style thing pops up, and it's just this... I like cute adorable little RPG and then you know they had to follow it up with uh, the big Final Fantasy 7 remake reveal mm-hmm. yeah um, I just, I, I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna say that like you know I'll, I will play that and, and just I just want to see how they butcher it I hope they don't I hope they don't either I hope that they just like improve upon the things that were wrong in the first place mm-hmm. um, I think it's gonna be a new thing because that game is the original game is so like weird and aesthetically such so kind of like a hodgepodge and something that could only exist at that point in time that, and that they kind of need that game to change is, it a lot. When you consider how long that game is and how large that world is, the yeah. money that's going to go into trying to create that is just like what are they going to have to like cut or how deep into the bank are they going to have to go with this thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why I thought the remake would never happen it's because that is a long game. It has literally got to be like one of the biggest games of all time for that company not to go out of business. Oh, mm-hmm. But like see- Final Fantasy XV looks cool. Lightning Returns was cool. Like I don't know about that second one there. <laughs> eh. I kind of these ga- they're making some interesting stuff lately. It seems like and. I'm kind of. I will say that yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 13 Lightning Returns is an interesting game, and it is definitely yeah. sort of out of their normal scope of the way they're doing things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it seems like a lot of people are pretty into 15 and the stuff that is connect. They've has come out about that game. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy Boy Bands Edition. Yeah. Uh, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty ecstatic about that. <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty hyped for uh, Type Zero HD uh, to come out too. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So that's, like, that's out, but coming to PC. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII will probably also be coming to PC. I don't think they can afford to not put it out yeah, everywhere. It's going can. to have to be out everywhere and sell a bazillion copies on every platform. Mm-hmm. That trailer got a lot of views on the first day, though. Yep. Um, wow. And then yeah, uh, if, it can, if it can be like a sorry, if it can be like a good approximation of that experience, <laughs> and then I mean a whole bunch of people would experience Final Fantasy VII for the first time, like that's pretty rad. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. <clears throat> I w- I actually would have been totally fine if it was a sequel because that trailer, like while I was watching it, it was just like the way they were talking about the way like, they were talking, like they're back, the return, the reunion. Yeah, like it sounded mm-hmm. like a sequel, and then just says remake at the end, <laughs> like yeah. the most unsubtle way to be like no remake that's <laughs> like there's so no way weird. to confuse this until they do confuse it it's actually a sequel <laughs> yeah <laughs> until their next five games have to be based off of this game because it costs so much oh yeah get ready for the crisis core remake and the dirge of service remake and the uh advent oh. children the game oh. hopefully hopefully maybe it's built a lot off of this work they've done with 15 
which started off as versus 13, right? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah hopefully, there's some reuse there so that they don't yeah. have to just build everything from scratch. Because that's not a good idea. But, like, yeah, building that entire world again with modern graphics. Good that lord. That seems like such a... And the entire game takes place in Midgar now. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Act One. I wouldn't yeah. be, feel too bad about that, actually. Yeah, Midgar, I love that Midgar, whole game, is, Midgar is so good. Yeah, Midgar is basically like the best part of that game. So uh-huh. just flesh that shit out would be pretty rad. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it in episodes. <laughs> if they did like uh, sort of like you know like an episode one where it's just like this twenty-hour version of Midgar, and then episode two mm-hmm. a year later. Don't mm. give them ideas. <laughs> eh, so. I just think that like they're gonna have to mitigate the costs of a project that big somehow, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna do it on sales alone. And there'll definitely be some ad- adaption. Yeah, it'll be a half. Just has to be a lot of adaption going on. Well, that, yeah, that's what people are really wondering about. If it's going to be like an action game now, kind of like the newer Final Games, like cool. Fifteen is kind of an action thing. Yeah, like I didn't know that about Fifteen. Yeah, Type Zero is an action game too. Have you, so. Has there ever been? I can't think of any other game that got up to Fifteen. <laughs> Can you? No. Most. Most Even have like the sense weeks? to stop having numbers at yeah. a point. Like nothing usually goes behind beyond like five yeah there's probably like uh you know like 80 assassin's creed games but oh god yeah, yeah. if you actually yeah but they those. don't they don't they don't just don't number them yeah yeah okay they're they, yeah they're up to king of fighters 13 um but oh. that's still not 15 <laughs> Jeez, it's so so weird seeing like a roman numeral xv at the end of a title it's just like oh wait i don't think i've ever seen that in my life yeah but again if you counted stuff like Mario or what is it? Zelda. Yeah. They'd be yeah. As well, I'm sure. It's not Mega actually. Man. Yeah, Mega Man. But like, they all separate it out and do the subtitle thing and run Mega that. Man is fucking bullshit because Mega Man 10 is not Mega Man X. No. That's so stupid. <laughs> they changed it from Roman numerals with Mega Man 8 and Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10 because they released X right X and X2 right before 7. Yeah, I think and 7 I, was in Roman numerals. Yeah. They didn't foresee that. I think it was Roman numerals in English only. I think the Japanese releases were always Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, numbers. that makes sense. <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> there was another dream come true. And this one's sort of like this one. I like uh, it's on my sort of wow, that's really scummy list. Um, uh, but um, let's Shen- the feel good moment first. It was a feel good moment uh, when Shenmue Three got its announcement. Woo! I can't believe this one because I think these three announcements were each more improbable than the last. Yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. And I thought Final Fantasy Remake was never going to happen, so I thought Shenmue 3 was even more unlikely than that. And then they're just like, oh, hey, here it is. Of course, they didn't really announce the game so much as they announced uh, a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is where it gets real slimy for me, uh, because... Uh, I saw that, like, when they launched their Kickstarter, it was $2 million. And I thought, $2 million? What the fuck kind of Shenmue game are you going to make on a $2 million budget? Um, mm-hmm. Because the, fir- the first game yeah. cost $40 million to make. Yeah. So when I saw this number, uh, I had two thoughts in my head. One, 
they're lowballing it on purpose to break records, or two, Sony has already kicked up a good amount of money into this thing. Are and people really surprised by that, though? I'm not surprised, but the way that look, 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 the way the dude on stage presented it, he said, "This is totally their thing. We just want you to be aware of it. There, this is their thing." It's all them, and then a day later, oh, oh no! By the way, we're we're funding it basically. Yeah, because people hmm. need to know the video games are expensive to make, and Kickstarter continues to kind of fuck with that. Yeah, because Bloodstained, a two D action platformer, was like, oh, by the way, this is also actually costing us five million to make, even though they only asked for five hundred k. Yeah. So hmm. for people to actually believe that Shenmue could be done on two million is like. Either you're not paying attention or you're just kind of being willfully ignorant, I but, guess. But but how does this fuck up Kickstarter for other people, though? Yeah, it fucks up things that actually need all of the money. Like, if they actually honest with their budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just... I, I don't like the precedent that it's setting, you know, when you've got, like... When you're announcing, like, on the biggest stage of the world, at that point in time, a Kickstarter to, like... I mean, I know that there's no other way that this game was going to happen without, you know, this kind of level of interest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that it really just, it screws up what is already a screwed up system even more. Yeah. In Kickstarter, which was, you know, good for getting cool little projects off the ground or getting passion projects made. And I've no doubt that Shenmue is a passion project and Bloodstained is a passion product, but at the same time, these are all being, you know, like, they're having AAA funding thrown behind them, or these are guys that have been in the industry for years and years and years, you know, that should not have that much of a problem getting things together to try and get those investments uh, from another way. It's just, I think it's really, really scummy. Yeah, it's not even like big big indie versus small indie now, it's just straight up, these are being funded by bigger publishers. Yeah. Like, not independent in any way whatsoever. And Shenmue 3 is weird because Sega has not seemed to be mentioned at all. Yeah, that's really that weird. That is pretty weird. Yu Suzuki's involved, though. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 yeah, I don't think they really can nice. do it without him. Right. Uh-huh. But yeah, no mention of Sega whatsoever. Super weird. And it's like... So how about HD re-releases of the first two so people will actually want to buy the third one? I think that'll probably be a thing at some point because it, just like it jumping, has to be. jumping right into Shenmue 3 is going to be impossible if you've never played those first two games. I've never mm-hmm. played the second one because I didn't have an Xbox. Right. I think I own the second one, which is weird. I, I think I bought it for a friend as a, like a <laughs> present because <laughs> they were really... And she was really into Shenmue. So I was like, okay, here you go. Well, if you want to sell it, they're going for way more on eBay now. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Shenmue is like the Dreamcastiest Dreamcast game ever. And the Dreamcast is fantastic. <laughs> so that's pretty... This is pretty exciting for me, even though I haven't actually played a whole lot of Shenmue. <laughs> so it's I a- want to go back and revisit... I want to go back and play that... Um, more of that and try to kind of learn its language since it's such a weird game. I'll, I remember playing the first one being like, yeah, this is really weird. And I finished it and was like, yep, that ended with like no resolution at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, chapter one of 12 or whatever. Yeah. There's like, it wasn't supposed to be like 30 episodes or something. 
Oh, that's funny. Crazy. And after forty million. Yeah, like that's what amazing. Thinking, how did he ever get this greenlit? Amazing. Well, now we can go back and play them and be like, okay, there actually will be closure now. I hope. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I would hope. But yeah, but like Shenmue is funny because it it's kind of like the Japanese version of Grand Theft Auto, where Grand Theft Auto is all freedom and doing whatever you want, and Shenmue is kind of following the rules. Yeah, like being a good citizen. And <laughs> you can go pet a puppy. <laughs> yeah, you can go. So, play, like, you can go play Hang On at the arcade. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite thing in the first one. Yeah. Just playing the older games. <laughs> that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this whole Kickstarter thing is such like an obvious kind of scam and appeal to emotions because like one of the URLs is like Save Shenmue. Save Shenmue, yeah. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it felt... When, when Mega Man for Legends 3 got cancelled, it was like, uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, the, dream, the dreams are dead. Uh, the dream is gone. Stop mentioning <laughs> Can people okay. stop mentioning that, please? So now with this, it's like, okay, things are alive again. I don't think Mega Man Legends 3 is going to exist, but I, it's like, uh, okay, these things can actually happen. I know. it's. I'm still kind of not over like that all three of these things got announced together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to wake up and this was one crazy dream, huh? <laughs> it's going to be like one really long April Fool's joke. <laughs> In June. <clears throat> but yeah, all of these, all of these things make me happy. This is all the of these most, things make me feel good. This just, just like this was the most improbable series of announcements that Sony could have ever, anyone could have came out with. Even one of these would have been enough to be like, "Wow, that's crazy." I think the last, the last Guardian wasn't that crazy, was it? I think it's crazy when you consider the protracted development time that it's had and just how stupid, like, they've been about it. And, like, they lost the yeah. domain name at one point. They, <laughs> they forgot, to, they forgot oh. to renew the patent at one point. Ooh. Ooh. But then so, yeah. there was stuff like saying, like, oh, we're just waiting for the right time to re-announce it. Yeah. Like, they never seemed coy about it being dead. But it's just, it, uh, by all intents and purposes, Shenmue. <laughs> to, yep. me, to me, it was for all intents and purposes dead, though. So yeah, the last Guardian, like, you know, even though I was pretty nonplussed by the whole thing, still pretty big, you know, like, it's still pretty high on my improbability list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another really improbable thing. Hmm? Uh, is there anything else for the Sony thing? Oh, wait, yeah, there is. Yeah, um, robot dinosaurs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Horizon. I, I can't believe I forgot to write that one down when I was uh, putting together the initial outline. But uh, yeah, Horizon is sort of like their new, uh, a new an, another new stab at a new fresh IP. Looks really baller. You shoot robot dinosaurs with the crossbow and they fucking explode. Yes. Oh. And it looks really kind of gritty and messy. Yeah, it's it's just like it's got style, <laughs> it's got character, it's got silliness. All of those things this podcast is known to love. And a female protagonist. And a female protagonist! <laughs> who is in no way sexualized. She just looks yeah. like a badass. Yeah. Positive feelings. But yeah, like, like I, I don't know how Horizon can stand up against, like, those other three bombshells. Yeah. Because, like, like I, I don't think we really have much else we can say about Horizon beyond what we saw. Well, it's robot dinosaurs being shot with crossbows by an unsexualized female protagonist. 
it's kind of like ReCore where it's like, yeah, this is a trailer with potential. Yeah. Show me the game. Uh-huh. So, like, I figure we'll be hearing about that sometime next year. Or the year after that. It or might be the year while. after that, yeah. Because <laughs> video games now take three to four years, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, the, the mantra of this E3 has definitely been um, 2016. Yeah. And, and the other the other mantra has been and PC, yeah, <laughs> coming exclusively to Sony and PC or Microsoft and PC. Yeah, Nintendo not doing that yet. Not yet. The other one funny thing I found in Sony's co- press conference was between the two big sh- announcements of Final Fantasy VII remake and Shenmue Three, they had this uh, montage of digital devolver stuff. Oh yeah, and it played the music from Maverick Bird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I just thought it was really funny. It's really cool. And, like, no one is going to remember that bit because everyone was still, like, tweeting over Final Fantasy yeah. VII. Yeah, And, like, did you see that video of the game trailers, guys? Mm-mm. Like, losing their minds of both of those announcements? No, I didn't. It's it's something else. <laughs> like, Yu Suzuki tweeted it earlier. Because they, they like literally throw off their headphones and start jumping on the table when Shenmue 3 comes on Wow! <laughs> That's like it, genuine level excitement there. Yeah, but it's like they had just seen the Final Fantasy remake and they're like, okay, I'm calm, I'm composed. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they showed about eight seconds of Vita material. Yeah, Final Fantasy World of whatever. Is also on Vita, and yeah. then there was an eight eight second long Vita montage. Yeah, yeah, and, and the big surprise is that like Sony has nothing for the Vita itself. Like they showed nothing for the Vita. I mean, they have called it a legacy platform now. Yeah, like they're admitting like it's not really a thing. Yeah, it is good if you want a little thing to play some really cool indie games on the go. Yeah, it's you know it bums me out, and this is not even Vita specific, but. For all the mo- games Sony has been throwing money at, why not PSO2, huh? Yeah. Get a PS4 port of that, bring it to Vita as well in English. <laughs> I think if they had done that in hey, you know, 2012, it, it would have mattered, sense. yeah. Yeah, if that had been like a launch title for PS4, like this free-to-play mm-hmm. game, that would have been really cool. You know what? The dream's still alive now. No, it's not. No, that, no, dream, not. Is, that dream, same- dream is long dead. Okay. The dream is dead. I think I'm okay like, with that. If you go on like the release schedule for like PSO, PSU, PSO2, like we're closer to a new one than we are yeah. the original now cuz it's been like 3 years. Oof. So we're just going to wait patiently for Fantasy Star Galaxy. <laughs> it's a it's a platformer now. Yeah. You spin the remote to do a twirl. <laughs> it's also VR only. Oh, great. Cool. So I think we can save like like I said, I think we can save like Sony may not have had like the best show, but when you look at their show on paper, it's positively very impressive. Ridiculous. It's weird it's like the best and the worst show because they had like literally nothing for this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally and like they didn't even even the stuff they do have coming out for twenty fifteen, they didn't show at the show. Yeah. Weird. Which uh it's like Uncharted Collection, though, so yeah, not huge stuff. Not not a big. I mean, I love the Uncharted games, but Uncharted Four looks good. 
Yeah, that game has all the graphics. Yeah, all the graphics. <laughs> to quote Brad Shoemaker of yeah. Giant Bomb, so but like I've never seen look- a game that has all the graphics before. It looks really good. It really like, does. It's the most impressive piece of, of of digital entertainment I think I've seen. It's just ridiculous yeah. how good that game looks. Yeah, that demo where they're driving through the town, it's just like it looks so fully realized and they're just blowing by it like super fast. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of like when you're riding through the town in The Last of Us on a horse. Yep. Like yep. they're taking that tech and just making it even grander. Yeah. I mean, yeah, gameplay-wise, it's, hey, she shoot dudes. But but all the graphics. All the graphics. Every single graphic ever. That game has them. That's what people want, so. Yeah. Good lord, I just would not want to see the budget for that. <laughs> so, um anyway, moving on, we have um our penultimate um little little shindig. It wasn't really a live show. It was more of a prepared presentation <laughs> by our lovely folks at Nintendo who these guys just get better and better with their little pre-taped presentations and the, the, the puppetry (laughs) of Awada, Reggie and uh, Miyamoto was just a delight. Did you guys see that? I saw gifts of that. It was really cute. I missed the start of it, but yeah, some of the later stuff were like, like in between games, they just cut to like Iwata puppet staring at a banana. What what was that? That's like some other press conference he ha- stared at a banana for when they were doing like Donkey Kong. So oh. it's like it's weird. <laughs> it's weird specific callbacks to Nintendo memes. It's like I didn't even know what that was from. So like yeah. when I saw it happen, I was just like, "What? Yeah. What is? What is this? Why? Why is this?" Nintendo is so weirdly self-referential now with like "My Body Is Ready" and all that shit. Yeah, they're really just going all in on the "My Body Is Ready" thing all the time. When did that time. start? Because uh, I've used that, but I don't that, know where where it came from. I think it started with Wii Fit. Yeah, like it was at eighty three, and they had Reggie up there, and they said they had him stand on the body board, and he's like, "My body is ready." And that, <laughs> and then it just became a thing that that is like the Reggie quote, and he really likes to say "kicking ass" a lot. Which is really surprising because, like, they yeah. had that. They had that in huh. the 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 uh, before he had that little match. Oh the, god, that terrible smash match! At, that was so bad because I actually expected something. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh wait, you know, he actually put some time in. Uh, oh no, he's just <laughs> nope. really, he's just really goddamn terrible. It's like he didn't even didn't, know what buttons did anything. Well, did he like was, smack talk at some point? Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna kick your ass, and they kept replaying your ass, your ass, your ass. And then he just—it huh. was like watching wrestling because Reggie just shit talks for like ten minutes and then gets his ass beat. Yeah, and then continues shit talking. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Nintendo—they had <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Some really, really big and cool announcements. Uh, they started Yee! off. They they started off. I think it was like even before. Uh, yeah, E3 got started. This with, is my uh, first big thing that I heard about. Uh, at, Earthbound at Origins. Eee! Isn't it Earthbound Beginnings? Yes. I intentionally wrote it wrong because I knew somebody would fall for it. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Earthbound is crap, so I don't care either way. Eee! I just think Earthbound eee! Beginnings is such a shitty name. <laughs> like, they have kind of fucked the name of this series in America now. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just... Why? They should have just gone with Earthbound 2, or Mother 2, colon, Earthbound. Yeah. 
to like kind of retcon it. They could have easily done that, and nobody would have known the difference. Like nobody would have cared. Yeah. Hey, hey, this game is really good. I played this. I played the original Mother like um, shortly after I uh, beat Mother Three, and I really, really liked that game a lot. Did you, play, really... did you play the original original, or did you play the one where they patched it to make it not grindy and crappy? Oh, God, they are, oh, the patched version, of course. Oh, uh, that's That's going to be a problem. It's so good. That's going to be a that problem, because that game is super grindy. But it's also, like, really beautiful and nice. But it's... would it be as beautiful and nice if you didn't have the easy mode patched in? Because that's what they put out on Virtual so, Console. So, like, I can just, like think about little moments from that game and just kind of get yeah, sort of because you're not playing it again and it's like a really really lovely beautiful old nes game and it's like one of the class like first really classy jrpgs i think mm-hmm. um just for the way it tells that story and it does and the way it tells it is is different enough from earthbound that i feel like it still kind of has its place in this story in telling its story, um, the way it uses Magicant is completely different from Mother 2 from Earthbound. And Maria's character. There's so much that's nice about that game. It's really nice. And it's all going to be ruined because they're not putting out a version where it's, you know, fun to play. <laughs> um, and plus people can find out um, where Chrono Cross ripped off its final battle from. Oh, great. <laughs> so that'll be nice. So yeah, Mother One is really fantastic, and all the and I ho- and I'm hoping, of course, that it's like prefacing between this and Virtual Console release of um, Earthbound. This it feels yeah. like they're starting to acknowledge this series in the U.S. And I feel like obviously Mother One is like a really challenging to enjoy game, um, but it's also a really important game. And just having it come out here just feels very symbolically important to me. And I hope at least to Mother Three coming out. <laughs> Yeah. I think that, if anything, it kind of shows that maybe there's, you know, a Mother 3 announcement on the way at some point. If not this year, then probably next year. Yep. Right now, though, this feels like a weird cash grab. Oh, yeah. They literally just put that ROM up yeah. that got leaked years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it's their translation. That's good and all. But, like, the easy mode patch seems pretty important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, so is the easy mode thing based off like the Japanese GBA Mother One? No, they that was patched. That was a patched hack by um, Tomato. Oh. It was um, yeah. It wasn't rooted in anything Nintendo made. Okay. Um, so but I yeah, guess that makes more sense though that that Nintendo has never really acknowledged. Oh, this is too hard and grindy. Yeah, that's never actually been a thing. They did add a run button, um, and I think that's in the version that is on here that well, came out here. So I yeah, think I was, there is a run button in this pat in this version, mm, which is nice. Yeah. I was reading like the change things and s- people said like changes in mother one and two for GBA had bit- been based on stuff from this unreleased ROM. Kind of mm-hmm. like, kind of like how when super Mario two got localized here, yeah. like Doki Doki panic, it added a run button and then that stuff made it back into Japanese versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a vital part of probably the best trilogy of games I can think of. Yeah. Um, so 
cool. And it's kind yeah, of- it's it's just like in any other medium game, things that are this great would be released globally. So they'd yeah. have the Criterion release or whatever. And this is like for me, this is like the Criterion release of video games, and it's mm-hmm. very long overdue. And I'm really glad that it's here. It's like not for any like practical reason. I can go and play this game whenever I want on my hacked DS <laughs> just because it's an important game and it deserves to be here and le- in like a legal official way and that kind of is legitimizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool in that regard. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of wondering what Nintendo's end game is here. Like mm-hmm. is translating Mother 3 remotely financially viable with virtual console sales probably not being that great honestly on the wii u of all things i, I don't mean, know I but if it's nice 3ds might bolster that a lot yeah if, if they if they throw you know the mother games out on 3ds they might have a better you know like they're looking to make some money off of this i think that there's your market yeah mm-hmm. 3ds collection mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. it's also and then it's also like that series is over. Like, yeah. there's not going to be a fourth game besides that mm-hmm. unofficial one. So it's oh, kind of like so, that's so weird to name yeah. your unofficial fan game Mother Four. There's a reason they did it because because of something he said. Yeah, but it still feels really weird. It's yeah. weird and flimsy and kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. I think Mega Man Unlimited was originally called Mega Man Ten until that became a real thing and they right. changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatevs. Mother's so, great. So we can move on from there, I suppose. <laughs> I, I'd love to see Mother 3 get an official release. Yeah, because that's the best one, and it hasn't yeah. gotten come out here. And speaking of things that need Criterion collections, like like Mother 1 isn't really, is really just interesting to like the weirdo connoisseurs. It's like not necessarily something for the general, everyone who enjoyed Earthbound. Yeah. But Mother 3 is pretty much for everybody. <laughs> and it's really important and fun and good. <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Moving yep. on. Um, <laughs> we finally got new information on that new Star Fox game that they were teasing oh, last year. Oh, this was a year. thing beforehand? Yeah, they were teasing it last year. Oh, okay. I thought it was I thought it was off just brand new. Um, we, had, we had never seen it before. We never they seen were, it, but they were definitely teasing it with Miyamoto. They, just, they blamed they, yeah, they blurred the screen and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is like a weird kind of DS game you play on your TV, I guess? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. They say you can disable the gyro stuff and just kind of play it old school. Good. I'm more yeah. inclined to want to play it now because... Yeah. Just, is it a Wii U I, game? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not... I, like, I was not super psyched when they were just like, yeah, it's this two-screen experience and gyroscopes and all that. It's like, yeah. uh, can we just make it... and. And of course, like the, the 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 other big news that came out after that conference was that oh, by the way, Platinum's co-developing this game. <laughs> so you know yeah. it's it's going to like I imagine that game escalating to ridiculous heights. I think there were like the Treehouse demos afterwards. They showed one boss fight, and it's pretty nuts where you're like going inside of something. But I haven't seen that yet. Fantastic. Cool. Rail shooters are great. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with this one is that. The, like your TV is the traditional outside the ship view, uh-huh. and your gamepad is the first person view. Cool. And, and you like can, if you want, move it around to aim independently of the ship. Yeah. 
So in the old games, like the left analog would be movement and aiming, mm-hmm. and now I think you are separated. Yeah, which is gotcha. weird. That makes sense. I imagine that's something that'll take a little while to get used to, but yeah. it, it looks like just like you know you get all the right kind of Star Foxy vibes from it. Like it's yeah, de- it definitely hearkening a lot of Star Fox sixty four. They've actually said, like, story-wise, it's a reimagining of 64, and it's like, wait a minute, that was a reimagining of the original. Yeah, so it's basically, like, we're just remaking one again. Because it's, yeah, Star Fox literally can't move past that first game story-wise. Yeah. Because everything they've tried to do afterwards has been pretty bad. Star Fox Assault. Ugh. I, I mean, it's basically command. all bad except Star Fox 1 and Star Fox 64. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. Ar- maybe arguably Star Fox 2? Star Fox 2 is interesting, I think, as uh, a curiosity and just for, like, <laughs> what they were able to accomplish on that hardware. Speaking of games that need Criterion Collection releases, they have said that the Star Fox 2 ROM that leaked... It's done! Not, they, no, they say it's not the final one. What? They say it's like there's balancing changes and stuff to make it harder that's not in that final ROM that people have. Weird. And because of like legal issues with Argonaut, I think they've never emulated yeah. that. They've never emulated the Super FX chip, so they can't release it, and that pisses me off. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, new Star Fox, I think that we're all pretty much on board. Yeah. Star Fox, like, 1 and 64 are fucking amazing. They're amazing little games. They're like, rail shooters are great, and those are some of the best rail shooters. And hey, our podcast actually has a Star Fox world champion in our midst. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was a little, not completely blown away by the footage, but I thought it looked good. Mm -hmm. I thought people were really bitching about the graphics a lot for some reason. Why? I don't know. It's like, it's that style, just a little prettier. Ah, people just kind of simple. Does it need to be hyper realistic Star Fox action? I don't know. It's like, yeah, if you make it look like some other modern games where there's just shit everywhere on the screen, like it wouldn't have that same charm, I think. No. Oh, good. So there's not like a big in your face um, uh, heads up display? No, all that stuff is pretty much contained to the bottom screen, if I remember right. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. So all on board for the Star Fox Zero. And then, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, We've got a new Metroid in our midst. Uh oh. <laughs> Metroid <laughs> Dreadful. Dre- yeah. Dreadful? Dreadful. Metroid Dreadful. That's my uh, that's my subtitle for uh, Metroid Prime Federation for fucking goddammit, Nintendo. That that was my <laughs> subtitle for it. Yeah. Um, this is basically just, <sighs> It's... I don't even know. Like... Uh, I was I really watching that thing. Metroid Prime Pitfall. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and fling that out there so that it's clear that, like, I'm not necessarily like, ooh, Metroid has to be this one specific thing and nothing else. Metroid well, Prime uh, Pinball this, is pretty okay. Metroid yeah, it's Prime pretty Pinball fun. is the best Metroid game on the DS. Right. <laughs> But this yeah. is uh, this is a, just like a really weird multiplayer focused shooter thing. It looks kind of like it's, Metroid Prime Hunters. Uh, it, it came. It up looks like the- Metroid Prime Hunters, but cute, and that makes it better because Metroid Prime Hunters is really really boring to look at, yeah. right? So, 
Metroid Prime Hunters, but cute, is by default better than Metroid Prime Hunters. The good news is this is not the game Retro was working on. Mm-hmm. So do we not know what they're working on still? Nope. Weird. I, I suspect that if it's gonna if they're gonna say anything about it, it'll be before the end of the Treehouse thing because they did have a few reveals uh, on the Treehouse event oh, that's, last year. I, I think that's what Star Fox was last year. It was a little tease at the end, like by the way, we're doing Star Fox. Yeah, but they announced like a, a, a Project Steam or whatever. They announced that at the E3 Treehouse oh, thing right. last year. So if they're going to <laughs> announce something that Retro is working on, it'll it'll either be it'll either be not this year or it'll be somewhere towards the end of the Treehouse event. So when did Metroid Prime One come out? Two thousand two. 2002. So it's been like 13 years mm-hmm. since Retro actually made a great game. Oh, shut up. Just Prime, Prime 3 is not bad. Yeah, it's people pretty really good. Like, people really like Tropical Freeze. Donkey Kong Country is probably pretty good, yeah. I don't, I don't mind. I actually think Donkey Kong Country Returns is pretty solid. Okay. It's a and damn good 2D pe- platform. People that have played the second one think it's even better. Yeah. Okay. Cool, good for the, good for them. I would say Met, Metroid Prime is a really high bar. That's one of the best games ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of hard to top that. Yeah, it's just like at least they're not wallowing in mediocrity like Way Forward. That's true. Yeah. They're, they're they've had a consistent string of pretty good to, pr- to pretty good games after that. Um, but yeah, there's it, it just it. it it's hard for me to get like super pumped about like oh what's retro working on right now and it's like I'm, I didn't have a really great time with anything they've ever touched besides the first Metroid Prime game. It felt like the Prime sequels didn't really tap into anything that made that game special or especially great in their own right, and I didn't touch the Donkey Kong Country games. So yeah. eh. if they I don't, don't really like any of the I don't really like any of the Prime games besides one and Pinball. So. <laughs> I would like them to be doing something new, honestly. Yeah. Like, if they go back to the Metroid Prime stuff, that does seem so just done now. Yeah. yeah. And they, they've got to move on. So. They've got to move on in a way that is unique and refreshing. Uh, I feel yeah. like Other M, like, uh. made, like, it looked to me like Metroid was just going to go down into this kind of this prime, just kind of circling this prime drain for a while and then other m came out and i was like oh wait no it could be way worse than that <laughs> so people were like oh it should be back circling this drain and i was like, like oh. no you know if we're gonna i do don't want either of these things <laughs> if we're gonna do something metroid related it really has to be something new and interesting it has yeah. to have samus and it has to have samus yes i think yeah so my reaction to the metroid prime federation for fucking goddamn it nintendo Mm-hmm. It was like it came on so fast that I didn't have time to be mad and upset about it. Like while the trailer was playing, I was just like, "Oh, that looks terrible," and I just kind of realized like I don't care about their version of the Federation. Yeah, it, like not yeah, at all. It's just nothing. It just—it's nothing. It's just—it's <laughs> guys bunch of in generic suits. sci-fi cliches. <laughs> that is the least interesting aspect of the entire Metroid series is the Federation. Absolutely. What are the games yeah. that have circled around the Federation? It's been pretty much just Prime 3 and Other M. Yeah. But then those two games completely conflict each other. Yeah. Huh. Where, like, much right Other M tried to make all that stuff non Yeah, it tried to basically Ooh. erase Prime from existence. Oh, my God. 
And, like, the writing in the retro games was good if you bothered to read it. Yeah, definitely. But, like, those games have had so long to flesh out their universe, and they really haven't at all. Mm -hmm. No. So it's like, you can't do a Metroid game without Samus yet. Yeah. Mm Because there's nothing else in that universe where something like Mass Effect can get away from Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's that thing. Yep. We are... Onto a better game? Onto probably one of the things that I'm the most excited about. We've already talked a lot about it, but... Game of show. It's game of show. Super Mario Mario Maker. Yep. Hell yeah. It's just, I... Like, the detail that they've gone into, like, creating, like... It's just like, they had to create every asset four times. Yeah. There's, like, new stuff. Like, someone posted a screenshot of, like... Uh, the ghost house in Mario 1 style. Yeah. And there's a ghost house in... Mar- oh, wait. Mario 3 did have... Kind of? Not really. It had ghosts. Yeah, it had ghosts, but not really but not, ghost houses. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, there's new stuff in there for, like, Hammer Brothers in Mario 1... Or Super Mario World style. Yeah. It's just like they had to go and, like, recreate, like, either newer or older assets for updated or retroized... Um, yeah. Things, you know, it's just like that's a crazy amount of asset work to have to do. It's uh, so cool that there's different tile sets for Mario one and three, even though they're both NES games. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the stuff so that neat. they're so like there's a Mario one version of the Wiggler that's kinda orange, mm-hmm. like a lot of enemies in that game, and then there's a Mario three version of the Wiggler that has a black outline like Mario Three stuff does. Mm-hmm. So like they're really trying to make them fit in, it's neat. Yeah, like, none of the stuff that came in later games looks all that out of place when you throw them in a Mario 1 level. You know, it's yeah. just, that's really freaking cool. Yeah, so the big thing in this demo that they did with Nintendo World Championship is it definitely seems like you, which tile set you use definitely d- changes how the game plays. Yeah. Because as soon as they cool. went to the new Super Mario Wii U, like, they started doing wall jumps and shit. Yeah, wall jumps, air stalls, and it's like, they were creating things that looked like something out of Super Meat Boy. It's just yeah. like, this, you know, like, the level of creativity that you can have and just how much control you have over what you create is just mm-hmm. so much beyond yeah. what was originally shown. Like, they've taken this thing and blown it out in the right way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, when they originally showed it, I don't think you could go into pipes. No, you couldn't. Like, Ooh. and now they're showing levels where they have, like, the four doors from, like, the final Bowser level in Mario World. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they all lead to different places. And then, I don't, I hope the levels can have checkpoints, though. Yeah, I don't the, think I saw <laughs> any of them that had <laughs> checkpoints. They specifically didn't in the World Championship yeah. stuff. So I don't know that they don't, but that would be nice if they did. Yeah, yeah. Because... The one thing I'm really worried about this game is, like, people are going to just make nearly impossible levels and nothing else. Well, I think that's probably what you're going to see. I mean, like, any anything that I've played that has a level editor, that's usually what most people make. Because I just want to make yeah. the hardest thing that you can get away with. And it's good that, like, in order to post a level online that you have to be able to complete it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. But even still, you know, it's like I hope that there's like a good spread of just like, here's some really fun things that you can do. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I obviously want to create stages, but I don't want to make the hardest things imaginable. I want to see what you yeah. can really do with that engine and like what you can do with specific timings and stuff and things like that. Uh, not just like, oh, well, there's a thousand buzzsaws and that's your level. Yeah. 
I there's bet there'll one... be a ton of like websites that start having like best Mario Maker level of the week yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I bet this, this is going to be just a wealth of stuff to do with this. I think. Yeah, I'm just worried because the whole thing seems like so much potential to just be like mean spirited i want to be the guy levels where yeah, it's like yeah mm-hmm. oh there's 50 question mark blocks here and 49 of them just shoot a bullet bill at you when you hit them <laughs> yeah and speaking of like timing there's one moment in the world championship where like very specifically when they jumped up on this one platform like two bullet bill things shot out yeah and it's like but like in a good way where it made platform above him and it's like I wonder how deep, like, the logic goes. Like, how oh. customizable can you make that stuff? There's going to be a whole bunch of kids yeah. playing with this and realizing oh, that God, they want to yeah. make video game levels. Yeah. And that was, makes me really happy. Because one of the things, like, they showed off in the World Championship was, like, in that first level when you had to t- take the high path and, like, b- do all these perfect bounces in a row. Mm-hmm. And I think they were kind of showing off, like, this is how specific you can make the timing. Yeah, it's it's... Very precise. Like it almost looks like it's down to the frame that you yeah. can you can make things. Uh, yeah, timing and like, wise. Yeah, because when they show like a wave of like those fire spinners, and yes, like, one one frame off from each other, so it makes this cool kind of wave effect. Yeah, it's like you seem to have some fucking control over what you're making here. God, which seems really great. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and it's not like convoluted. And and crazy like trying to create something in Little Big Planet just takes hours and hours, <laughs> and it's just like it's so needlessly complicated to do. But this is like they've got like the Mario Paint interface where you just drag and drop things in the level, and you can immediately jump right in and play it and see how it feels. Yeah, and it's got mm. smart things like you 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 can access Mario's jump arc to see like if he's able to make that jump before you go in and play the level. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that changes when you change the tile set. I think I've seen people switch that on the fly, and it looks like it does. Cool. Cool. Actually, when they first showed it, was it just Mario 1 and the new Mario? Yeah, yeah it was just Mario 1 and New Super God. Mario Brothers. That's all they had. They have really done this thing right yeah and it's just like you know, you've got mario super mario 3 super mario world and new super mario brothers to play around with and th- those are just like you know across the board awesome you know game engines to play around with yeah. uh-huh and they all feel different <laughs> yeah they feel different but still very familiar but then exactly. you can still bring things from the others into the, each other yeah mm-hmm. i wonder have they shown the cape or anything, or, like, the raccoon tail? I wonder. Mm, I think that they, like, they kept people from getting power-ups in the uh, Nintendo World Championships just because, you know, it's, it's well, a challenge were, and stuff, so. They were showing new power-ups, though, like. Like, you could wear, like, a bullet bill. Yeah. Uh, or, or not a bullet bill, but, like, a buzzy beetle. You could wear it as a helmet, and, like, things will bounce off of it. Yeah, so there's new stuff in there, too. So it's like, oh, I thought he was going to hit that thing, and he ended up just wearing it as a hat. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. He just got, like, like it seemed unfair at first. It's like he just jump-shotted him up into this, like, spiny beetle guy. And then, oh, no, he's just <laughs> wearing it as a hat now. That game looks That's the hell, game. hella rad. This looks amazing. The, the game's going to be so amazing. I'm really like, excited to get a Wii U at some point. Yeah. And I'll just mess around with this a whole God, bunch. I- I keep feeling so bad for not having one because every game now is like I have to have this, but I that system's kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just going to wait until Christmas. I mean, Christmas isn't, and then it'll be great. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm just going to do uh, what Chelsea's doing. She's going the uh, refurb route from Nintendo Direct, and like yeah. if it's, if it's coming direct, and, and those are only two hundred dollars from there. So, oh, that's not bad. So that's what I'm going to do. Cool. Cool. So Mario Maker is basically game of the show. It's the coolest damn thing, and mm-hmm. just, there's I think so much. I think potential. like. Even with Shenmue and Final Fantasy VII and all that, <laughs> and this will probably be the most important game of the group, so. especially if Nintendo handles it well. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of think being on the Wii U is Not, the first step towards mishandling it. Yeah. Like, if yeah, this was a that. 3DS game, holy shit. Yeah, they, yeah. Really, they really need to get a version out uh, for 3DS, mm-hmm. and I hope they do. Yeah, Because then it'll just touch... Us. Like, I, I hate to be melodramatic, like, it'll touch so many lives. Yeah, it'll have <laughs> a, a much wider impact. Oh man, guys, I just had a crazy thought. What? What if they put it on phones? Oh my <laughs> god. Maybe not even just the ability to play, but just to make. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That would... <laughs> wow. <sighs> that could blow out the market. So Super mm-hmm. Mario Maker is the one you can play, and Mario Maker is for phones, and it just is a level editor. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's so kids insane. can just like with ask for a Wii U because they played this on their phone and they want to make the levels. That's insane. <laughs> Nintendo hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's got a job for you. All right. So um, last couple of I guess these are sort of smaller titles. They don't really hold. They don't hold up when you look at what we've. Um, you know, talked uh, about before, but we got uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends coming to 3DS, which I'm excited about. I thoroughly enjoyed Hyrule Warriors. Um, cool. it, it's going to have a lot of some. Like, it's going to have, I think, all of the DLC from the Wii U version just on oh, day one. Was that paid DLC or is it free? I thought it was. I think free. all of. I think. I think there's free, and I think there's some paid as well. Uh, I, I don't remember. Don't quote, don't quote me on that, and I'm, and I'm not researching it because that's not what this podcast does. <laughs> we don't fact check. Um, but yeah, Hyrule Warriors on the go. That's like a perfect just pick up, play, kill some dudes, put it down kind of game. All on board. Um, and then we've got Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which is... <laughs> was that? It's a I board didn't... game that you have to have Amiibo to play. So that's why okay. I put this on here, because fuck that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> terrible. With yeah. as, sh- as shitty as the supply has been with yeah. those things, the fact that this is like the first game to really lean into it as an essential feature is like, oh, come on. Well, the game's free, at least, so. Oh, 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 I did not know that. Yeah, I believe the game is free, so. That, that okay. changes everything. It, yeah, it's free except you need four. Yeah, except you need dollar figures. Yeah, yeah, you need four fifteen dollar figures uh, to play the <laughs> thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's harmless. It's nothing I'm ever gonna really care about because I mean, I'm only gonna I like like I have a Samus amiibo and I'm gonna get an Inkling girl amiibo and that's all I'm ever gonna get. Isabel, shut up! <laughs> it doesn't I, never gonna I, be in stock ever. I keep thinking I'm done with Amiibos, and they keep showing new ones. It's like, stop showing new ones. Also, stop showing new ones I want. You'll never get an Isabel. They'll, they'll be gone, like, in 20 seconds. Ever. They're just done. Hopefully. I, uh, 
what are they doing with the supply chain on those things? Nintendo and they keep said making more. That Nintendo said that they're working on um, making some of the more quote unquote rare ones not so rare anymore. But yeah, I don't have any faith in their ability, or they're just paying lip service at this point. It's like they said they were working on it, and then Wave Four was like the worst yet. Yeah. Like Lucina, like never came available on Amazon. Period. Yeah, it was crazy. So dumb. But um, I got, I got my Squid Girl. There you, you, you did. Yeah. Wow, are you lucky? So and so. Um, I hear those are becoming a little less rare though, so I might see one out in the wild someday. Cool. Um, so that's the that's basically it for Nintendo. They put on just a really solid show for the most part and then you know a couple of weird dips here and there mm-hmm. um, nintendo for if you want to play a game in this year yeah if you want to play a game this year and you actually want to watch an e3 show where games are actually being played yeah where we don't have to cut to video when our our control demo doesn't work oh man that was so bad that was so terribly obvious too it was like uh-oh well, they started. Oh, they started the demo. Over. Yeah, they just started it over. Like cut the video. For as well as that Sony one went, that was just like that uh, gaff at the end was hilarious. Oh god, just like yep, Drake's standing there. He sure <laughs> is standing there. Are we just hey. exhibiting his idle animations now? <laughs> but moving on, basically the final real, I guess, show um, was Square Enix. Woo! And they've like they've already had a pretty big show up until this point. They've had uh, they've had uh, World of Final Fantasy everywhere. The big Final Fantasy VII announcement. Um, we've known about Deus Ex. Uh, I can't Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider and Tomb Raider. Uh, and so the new thing here was Hitman. Yeah, Hitman all on board. I'm pretty stoked. Okay. I. Did not like the last one, so hopefully they... Yeah, I, I've got to play Absolution at some point. I have it. Like, I haven't really, like, you know... I haven't really, like, digested that game as, you know, a big Hitman fan. You know, I love Blood Money. I love Contracts. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, maybe I'll be able to squeeze some fun out of that game at some point. Uh, but I'm definitely on board. Like, I'm glad that they're doing more with Hitman than just Hitman Go. Uh, which I hear yeah. Hitman Go is actually really pretty good i wish that was on pc i don't understand yeah um just just throw it up on mm, steam i keep thinking that it's going to at some point you know like yeah but but now they've got like Lara croft go which yeah it's like if you're gonna make this a franchise just put it on pc like like the people are going to buy it yeah you know put monumental valley on pc people will buy it (laughs) But, you know, what do we know about, like, what it takes to make those kind of, you know, mm-hmm. porting it over? Well, to I remember reading um, Michael Bro's blog about putting 868 hack on PC mm-hmm. and, like, the nightmares he went through getting that running. Yeah, really? but he, he's also, like, yeah. one person, whereas, you know, the, exactly. Hitman, the Hitman Go team is, like, you know, a team. Yeah. True. It just seems like something that pays for itself long term. Yeah. Like, but anyways, they announced some... A really shocker of a game, actually. Yeah, uh, a follow-up to Nier, which this is a game that is beloved by many. And mm-hmm. when, it, when it was it announced, looks so pretty. when it was announced, I saw basically my entire Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. they, they like literally shit their pants. Like people were tweeting, like them sitting up near their ceiling is because they'd crap their pants. And <laughs> they just crapped a mountain in their pants. 
Um, I haven't played Nier. Like, actually, I take that back. I've played about four hours of Nier, and then I let Boner borrow it. Um, so, uh, I know that what I've played in that game so far, definitely... It's a game that when you, you start playing it, you know you're playing something that's really, really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely got something special to it. Uh, so, you know, I do want to play that at some point. Um, and, like, with as revered as that game is, you know, and, like, I'm glad that people are getting a follow-up, you know, as as uh, as announced by Mr. Moon Manhead. Yeah, that I was, love that. That was great. The guy apparently just does not like being photographed or being filmed. Yeah, so I he, heard it's like a social anxiety thing. Yeah, so, so he always oh. like so he always like wears some kind of uh, mask or get up so he doesn't have to be uh, like worried about it too much. Yeah. Oh. But a sequel developed by Platinum Games. Yes. Platinum Games is involved with Nier. Like, Platinum Games, they're, they're quickly becoming... Like, P- Platinum Games is working on a remake of Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, like, the so, weirdest thing about this was that the Nintendo thing happened, and then they went into their Treehouse stream, and then Square Enix starts. So, like, at the exact same time, Nintendo announced Star Fox is being done by Platinum, and Square announces Nier is being done by Platinum. Yeah, it's just... Like, within five minutes of each other or something. Those guys are all over the place. Those guys are all over the place, and I'm all for it, because if there is a developer that I want more games from, it's it's most definitely Platinum. Star Fox definitely makes sense, because um, Hideki Kamiya literally said that Star Fox is one of his favorite games ever, and there was that Star Fox mode in Bayonetta 2. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Near kind of makes sense, I guess, because like these are the people; those are the people who made Drakengard and Drakengard Three, right? Yeah. So they make a bunch of really interesting games that don't actually really work that well as action games. Yeah, yeah. Drakengard Three, I I picked that up because people. I really want to play it. I, I picked it up because people wouldn't shut up about it, and I mean it's <laughs> all right. Um, but I mean it's just kind of you know a kind of know, a mashy little fighter. Yeah, I know it's bled. Not not too great. Uh. Uh-huh. But, so um, was, was Nier so an action game? On that makes a lot of Nier sense. is an action game, yeah. Okay. It's, it's an action game, but it's definitely got uh, some RPG elements to it, but it definitely focuses a bit more on the oh, action. Oh, what an intriguing combination. I don't no. think anybody's <laughs> ever thought of that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's square, you just assume RPG first. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Uh-huh. So hearing Platinum Games is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, surpri- I'm, su- I'm surprised. It's, uh, it's those Drakengard people. I'm surprised Platinum is somehow not involved with uh, the next game on our list. Just Cause Three: colon, Unlimited C4. Hell yeah! That game's going to just be utterly insane. Like, so, <laughs> the trailer for this game <laughs> is this five-minute-long kind of narrated GTA style because, like. Grand Theft Auto seems to have like done pioneered like the real kind of tourist type of trailer where they just walk you through the yeah real plain voice just explain all the things and what you can do in this game. So Just Cause Three does that whole gimmick, except the whole thing is about explosions. Yeah, yeah, it's just this <laughs> really just, calm like, voiceover. This being like, you. and here you can strap helicopters to helicopters and make them explode, and you have unlimited C4, and you can shoot guns and rocket launchers from your uh, parachute, and you have a wingsuit, and you can throw destruction down and blow everything up. It's this, like, it's weirdly cool and dissonant because it's kind of so disaffected, but then there's just explosions on the screen the entire time. 
Yeah, that game, it, 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 it looks so good. It's just, it's nonsense. Yeah, it's it's like... Saints, like explosions? It's like Saints Row is utter nonsense, but... And Saints Row 4 especially is utter yeah. nonsense. But this, this game is on a level of nonsense that is just... It, it trumps that. It is like they're they're taking all of these like, like they're taking every crazy idea they have and just cramming it in. Well, they're like taking a bunch of the mods from Just Cause Two and putting them in. Like the, all the grapple stuff was kind of in that via mods, where having multiple at once, and then being able to pull them all together to just crush things together. Yeah, like tether a chopper to a car, just be like later, <laughs> or tether like a plane to the ground and just watch it slam into yeah. it. <laughs> I remember you got so much playtime out of that demo. <laughs> and and the full game. And the full game, but I remember just, like, this two-week period where you were just, yeah. like, playing nothing but the Just Cause 2 demo. That was literally the first open-world game I played. Yeah. Like, and I had like never a- played anything like that before. I was just blown away by the fact that you could walk up to cars and take them, because <laughs> I'd never played Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> so it was just, like being amazed at like what was standard as well as being amazed by oh I have a ton of C4 and I can blow shit up that's cool too yeah, I, I, love, got... I love it they pointed out unlimited C4 yeah that made me so happy though because like, that was one of my favorite things that's like the best idea it's like it's like they've taken like cheat engine and made it the game yeah <laughs> it's like actually like a really smart gameplay thing too because in the original game, when you had to, like, destroy a base, if you ran out of explosives, you were, like, fucked. So they're just like, okay, unlimited C4 and unlimited grenades. Fantastic! Like, so you can't get stuck anymore, because you can always have explosives. <laughs> so it's like, those will probably be, like, considered tame and boring compared to, like, whatever, like, eight-gun rocket barrel shotgun you have or whatever. Yeah, it's just that, like, everything about that game is screaming my name. I think there's like monster trucks in there. Yep. So I that's... tether a monster truck to this fuel <laughs> container and then tether that to the helicopter. Well, it's like, what if you put a monster truck on top of a plane and then drive them? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, like, like, like Super Mario Maker is game of the show, but like Just Cause Three. <laughs> comes real damn close. Uh, yeah. And it's coming out this year, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I imagine that's going to be a day one for you. I don't know, I'm pretty cheap. I don't know. (laughs) You're going to start seeing videos, and and then you're not going to be able to resist. I don't know, maybe Steam sale, 25% off. (laughs) Check for Green Man Gaming, they'll probably have it for 25% off Actually, pre-sale. You're right. That might do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's E3, like, in a nutshell. Like, we're still, like, in the middle of the week, and I guess there are a few things that still might um, find their way out. But I think we're through yeah. basically the biggest part of the storm. And I think that overall, it's just, like... It's been a good one. It's been exciting. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of games I'm looking at this list, and it's just like, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play that. I'm definitely playing that. Yeah. And a lot that you're like, that could be good if you show me something other than yeah, a trailer. Yeah, like, like, but, 
Potential. Yeah, potential, potential, good. I mean, there's not a lot of downers, and, like, a lot of the stuff that you usually just kind of are blah about, like, the Call of Duties and the Assassin's Creeds, they're just overshadowed. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, like, they don't even enter the conversation because, you know, how boring and tame those games are now in comparison, it it doesn't even matter. They exist in a space that has not reached the enlightenment that other uh, (laughs) sectors of games have reached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like there was this lull with the new consoles and everyone trying to get back on the new page and mm-hmm. we're there now, finally, 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next year is going to be real big. And so, <laughs> March and of just, next year. <laughs> and I think it seems like three things got announced for December today. Yeah. Um, well, just Cause 3 was one of them. I forget what else. Yeah, there's there's a couple others in there. Um, like... Um, um, Zeno Chronicles X. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's in December. Yeah, so it's a busy December as well. Yeah, which is kind of weird because like the holiday season usually wraps up in November. Yeah, um, you don't well, usually because of Black Friday. Yeah, you, you don't usually see a lot of uh, releases uh, going into December though. Um, at the yeah. end of the year, they're usually just floating off of those big ticket uh, items that you put out at the end of the year um, and uh, at the end of November. So. Um, but yeah, E3 was just like, um, uh, John, what are your thoughts on E3? Um, everything, there's a whole bunch of stuff in it that made me feel warm inside. I, I believe you had a word for it. I forget. What was the word? You can go ahead and tell me. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. So, um, that'll just about do it care for us in this amazingly out of order episode 22 <laughs> uh, of our podcast. We will be back again uh, this coming weekend with episode 21 but fear not. So <laughs> we're going we're to throw your podcast aggregators uh, out of all sorts of disarray. Uh, but on that note, John Thire, where can we find you? Farawaytimes.com Rhett, where can we find you? N3.tumblr.com And I'm Polly, looking for me on the site and all that fun stuff, where I won't answer PMs at the forum, because I, ne- I never what? read them. Where I never answer Why forums. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm just never there. That's mean. People are writing to you. No, they're not. Nobody's actually writing to me. Oh, okay. I, I, get, an e- <laughs> I get an email when I get private messages, so. Uh, but anyway, uh, that'll do it for us, and remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you this E3.